Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! Who's back? Welcome to Silver and Gold. I am the Loaf, and with me, Doctor Zong. Yeah, I don't know what that meant, but it sounded good. Today we're doing a little. Well, this is what we we're going to do last week because I couldn't make the show. Uh, I, I, uh, and a big thanks to Jake for helping out. But Jake and Zom did the show last week for um, Mud and uh, Prometheus. So this a week, very controversial uh, <laughs> episode. Yeah, uh, Sammy sent me something. He's like, "Yeah, I heard Zom talk for about two hours about Prometheus." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're paying tribute this week to uh, famed and now past uh, ho- uh, Hollywood, Hong Kong martial arts film director, fight choreographer, etc., etc. Lao Kar Lung, who passed away. That's uh, a little over a little over a week, almost two weeks now, June twenty fifth. So. We were going to do these two movies last week for to, for him. Two of his better known movies: Eight Diagram Pole Fighter and My Young Auntie. So we'll be reviewing those today. Zom, haven't talked to you in a while. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay. Get a haircut. You got a haircut? No, you need to get a haircut. I need to. Well, usually, usually it's a. I'm wearing a hat or it's slicked back. But that was the fucking awesome picture, especially <laughs> in context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Well, I still had product in my hair from nice. the previous day so it when it's when it wanted to stand up it was going to keep standing <laughs> if the, the young republicans uh were as impressed as our group i'm not friends with those motherfuckers yeah um, yeah so uh, i've been i've been very busy the last couple weeks which is i had a friend from uh out of the country in yes i was in bosnia no he a bosnian friend was here and um so I was, that's why I was gone last week because I hadn't seen him since we got married over five years ago. And you so got married to him, and you haven't seen him. That's yeah, gone. yeah. Well, he he came to he came to Jane and my wedding, uh, and I had not seen him before that since well we were in school basically. And then um, so it's been about five years, and he was making his his trip down through the on the East Coast to visit all of his friends. So I had to I had to uh, entertain for a couple days. So. And then this weekend was rehearsal dinner and wedding time with with the one percent. I was rubbing elbows <laughs> with people a lot more important than me. <laughs> uh, I would have paid to fucking be there just to watch your uncomfortableness. <laughs> Did you fart or anything or do anything that was like inappropriate? You know what's really funny? Somebody crop dusted me at the wedding yesterday. So, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was a big fat lady. So. <laughs> Who did not seem to be a one percenter either? She must have just been like. You that know, was like her thing. Like, 
uh, as a as, like a bonding thing with you. She's <laughs> like, we're, out, we're not. We shouldn't be here, should we? We're you should have farted back and just gave her a wink. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were. I was standing out by the dumpster smoking a cigar at one point. So. Nice. So, but uh, yeah, as a result, I didn't get a ton of movies in. I do have two weeks worth, but it's probably like one day for Zom. So yeah. we better get into that quick because I need to go to bed. What have you been watching, sir? I run through these pretty quick because some of them are like, uh, they're, they're like uh, staples from our community and everybody yeah. knows what they are. Uh, the first one, which is a big favorite, is Joe Dirt from 2001. <laughs> 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 this movie has some funny uh, shit in it though uh even though it's got a couple of hot chicks uh but it's um uh, fred ward's on it yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> and joe don baker so you can't really beat it uh yeah let's see. another th- yeah <laughs> uh then a second one which is like another one this is a jamie presley double feature is no. not another teen movie which also has uh <laughs> captain america in it Jesus. Uh, that was directed by Joel Gallen, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Joel. Old and Joel. Uh, Denny Gordon directed Joe Dirt. Uh, now <laughs> let's get into something more serious. What did you think of? What did you think of? Not another teen movie. Um, I thought it was uh, enriching, fulfilling, and um, it was it was good. I liked it. Was it just uh, on TV? Is that why you watched it? Or? Yeah, it was on TV. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. When you have poison ivy completely covering your body and you, your attention span is like every five minutes running in and washing it and putting medicated stuff on it, you know. Uh, let's see. I watched a movie that is uh, true and dear to your heart called The Comedian or The Comedy. Oh, yeah, The Comedy. Uh, directed by Rick Alverson. Uh, I thought I would give this a shot because, again, I was a captive audience uh, laying on the couch. Um, I don't know how to feel about this movie because uh, it was the same way. Yeah, um, the guy was a fucking just a a, a fucking douche. Or I don't know because to me, it was a very kind of a like a sad movie. Like I mean, he was to me. I mean, he was almost like mentally ill. I think. <laughs> like I don't know if you know you, you can sit there and think. Okay, well, this is just a guy who's just a jerk or just does stuff. Just, a, but for somebody like when there was a point in it where he's getting ready to have sex with this girl, and she goes into like a seizure because she has like epilepsy, and he just sits there and just like with no, it's like he's a sociopath or something. And I think that's why he could do the shit that he did. <laughs> is he's just a, a sad, awful person. So I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, if somebody wants to check it out, check it out. But uh, it was kind of weird. There's another one. Here it is. Okay. Uh, This one was was really good. Uh, So I wanted to mention it. 1967, uh, directed by Peter Glenville. It's based on a Graham Greene novel called The Comedians. And I guess that's why I didn't have it down. I had the the comedy and then The Comedians, and I must have forgot to put one in it. But it stars Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, Richard Burton and Alec Guinness and Peter Houstonoff, and it takes place in uh, Haiti. You know, the, I guess we all say Haiti, and they must say Haiti. Did they really and, say? Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, and um, it uh, takes place during the uh, Papa Doc. Uh, he was a dictator down there, and I mean, kind of along the lines of Idi Amin in Uganda, where he just ruled with an iron fist and. The, they had like secret police that would just go around killing people, and if you were uh, a, 
uh, politically unfriendly to his regime. I mean, they just beat you to death and, and all kinds of it, it's really It's almost like uh, El Salvador or something like that. And uh, the uh, Graham Greene novels and movies based on them, if you've seen any of them, like The Quiet American or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they usually take place in like a, a situation like that or a, an exotic locale. And there's a... a, a a more complete it's it's basically based on the characters that are in this situation but it's not like a documentary about papa doc or anything like that right, right. but it's really good alec guinness is really good in it and uh i i i mean richard burton i was just looking for movies with richard burton because he's so good and i watched a couple with him and elizabeth taylor and they really did they really were great together that's a it's a fucking good movie it's long but it's really good um and i had never heard of it and i got it on uh, itunes uh, next thing I watched was another Richard Benton and Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> joint uh, with also had um, Eva Marie Saint and uh, Charles Bronson in it. And it's called The Sandpiper. This was uh, directed by Vincent Minnelli. Uh, I guess that's Liza Minnelli's dad. I'm pretty sure. Um, and uh, this was really good, too. It was it was just different. Um, Richard Burton plays a pastor, and Elizabeth Taylor, for, the, for its time, it's 1965, she plays a single mother who's, like, raising her son. Uh, he doesn't go to school. She's, you know, an artist, and she's just basically homeschooling him, but the kid's really smart. But they, the, the um, uh, neighbors and stuff like that, they, they decide that he needs to be in a real school. And then, of course, Dick Burton... Uh, you know, he's married to Eva Marie Saint, but he kind of falls for because Elizabeth Taylor's one of the. She's really a uh, free spirit. You know, right, she's right, right. she's like kind of has a relationship with Bronson and with a couple other guys and stuff like that. She's not about being tied down, but it's really good too. Never heard of it, and um, you know, uh, I'd, I'd check that one out too. Richard Burton is excellent. Now, I took a step in a different direction and watched a Metal Mikey from Action Attraction favorite called Strike Commando. Yeah. Rip Brown. This movie was fucking so awesome. Um, (laughs) This was one of those ones that, you know, you always hear so bad it's good. And sometimes I'm like, oh, God, I start watching something like that. And I'm like, God, no, this is just really bad. This one was entertaining as shit and I can see why the metal one it's a favorite of his. Red Brown was awesome and um, Jakoda, the uh, the Russian <laughs> bullheaded guy, they had some fights that were pretty awesome and uh, a, uh, a uh, charging ram-like headbutt uh, where they both just get about I don't know, 20 yards away and run headfirst to each other. Jakoda! Jakoda! <laughs> and Red Brown, the thing about him is you know when some people get mad and they yell, uh, it sounds tough and cool. But his voice gets like higher pitched, and it it kind of takes away from it. But yeah, still, like Christopher Connolly's in that too, and he was he's he used to be in a lot of TV shows. Um, I watched another good one, classic, I think. And somehow, oh no, wait a minute. Okay, now well, this is sort of a classic, I guess. Nineteen seventy nine's Fast Break. Starring Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter. Is that still on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's pretty funny. I remember watching it when we were um, in like high school and it was on HBO. And my one friend would say all the time after that, you don't look like no basketball coach to me. <laughs> and uh, Gabe Kaplan has a you know nice afro. And I'm surprised that oh, he's like a professional gambler now. Ooh. He's on all those um, 
he was on a lot of those uh, TV shows where they watch people play poker and shit. Mm. Um, let's see. Next thing I watched, this was the oh, – well, I don't know if this it's, – it's good. 1968, uh, directed by Ray Milland and starring Ray Milland is the movie Hostile Witness. Um, basically, Ray Milland um, – well, it's one of these ones where he kind of gets set up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out who did it. But it's it's good. It's just, uh, oh Jesus Christ! What fucking alarms going off? I changed it. It's not an alarm now. It's the monkey singing. I'm a believer, but I can deal with that better than an alarm just going real loud. So I'll just continue. <laughs> but it, this one's pretty good. It's on, um, I think iTunes or something. It's no, it's on Netflix Instant Watch. I'm sorry. Next thing I watched was a an indie movie called Harmony and Me from 2009, mm-hmm. which is on Netflix Instant, directed by Bob Byington and starring Justin Rice and some people you never heard of. Uh, I did not like this very much. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a... Uh, I don't know. Uh, this guy, his girlfriend breaks up with him, and so then for the rest of the... The whole movie is just him going on and on and on about it to everybody. And uh, it's kind of boring. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know if I would recommend it. Um, next thing I watched was a documentary on Netflix Instant called Heroin Town from 2004. I guess 60 Minutes did a... Uh, uh, Dan Rather did a uh, documentary for 60 Minutes 2, which I guess was the spinoff of 60 Minutes about this town and how... a uh, small town and uh, how the uh, heroin had... People, heroin use was prevalent in it and everything. And the movie is about, it takes, you know, 2004, the documentary was, you know, maybe in the 80s or something like that. Right, right. And uh, it's about the people, like, coming out against, you know, th- that they portrayed the whole town as nothing but a bunch of heroin users. and they were, But they, they did follow some of the people that were in the original that are, you know, still alive today. There was a hotel, this shitty rundown hotel, where a lot of heroin users stayed at. It's it's all right, you know. Some of these, you know, uh, heroin drug uh, documentaries they kind of are the same. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> now this one was pretty good. Another documentary. You must have got me in a documentary mode because you guys have been watching some. Um, Mugabe and the White African from two thousand nine. Um, this, you know, it takes basically uh, when this fucking asshole Mugabe took over in Zimbabwe. Um, he's, he's trying to run out like all of the white farmers and they, again, just kind of like, almost like El Salvador or something like that, where he has his bully boys just go to these white people's farms and just basically, uh, harass them and try and get them to leave. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, beat them really bad. Uh, and there's, um, there was one, um, uh, one guy, an older guy, white farmer and his son, and they had lived there forever. The the farm was, you know, theirs for all their lives. And, and they were standing up against him, took it to the, like the UN and the, I don't know if it was like the Hague or whatever to, to court. And of course, Mugabe, they just kept drawing it out. Every time they would go to court, he would, um, his lawyers would file, uh, you know, an extension, an extension, an extension. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse for him right, trying right. to hang on. But it's really good. It's pretty good. Really good, pretty good, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Next thing I watched, now this was really good. 
I liked it a lot because uh, Michael, well, Michael Shannon was excellent, and it's called The Missing Person from 2009. And this is like a, a modern noir, and he plays, of course, like the almost like a Philip Marlowe kind of detective looking for. He's really um, been in so much shit, man. I can't believe, like, yeah. man, he just doesn't stop working. Well, he's, and the thing about this, you know, a lot of the stuff that you see him in here recently. Um, you know, he plays small roles, but he's so good that he, he stands out. But this yeah. one, I mean, he's the star. And uh, it was directed by Noah Bush Bushel. And um, it's on Netflix Instant. So I'd highly recommend that one, especially if you're a fan of Michael Shannon. Uh, next thing I watched was a documentary on Netflix. I was burning through those. Born uh, Brother Born Again from 2001. I saw you watch uh, that one. I haven't uh, seen that. I haven't seen that. That one looked- that one looked interesting. It's interesting. I mean, the, the uh, this guy comes from a Jewish family, and he becomes a born again Christian, and then it's it's basically just his sister uh, seeking him out, and she does a documentary and just talks to him, and she doesn't talk down to him or anything. She's just trying to understand and you know where he's coming from, and he's really you know coming coming from me, you know, fucking atheist pig or whatever. Uh, he's very seems very indoctrinated like i mean he needed something to latch onto and yeah. he's latched onto it full throttle uh, almost like a damn cult fucking person or something um this one is uh will be a hit with uh one of our listeners it's 1992 stop or my mom will shoot <laughs> otherwise known as stop or my mom will shoot. uh this was directed <laughs> by roger spotswood and i would imagine that Stallone probably directed it. <laughs> it's probably like <laughs> yeah. a uh, nom de gore of his. Um, it also has uh, Estelle Getty woo, and Joe Beth Williams. Uh, I, I'll tell you what. I've never seen this, and I, I watched it all the way through, and I laughed quite a few times. Uh, but did you laugh because it was funny, or did you, did you laugh because it was, kind of, it was sly being stupid? It was live being stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you that, seem you to know, get amusement when he when he look makes himself look bad. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like Rhinestone. It's not. I, it's better than Rhinestone. Estelle Getty is fucking. Well, yeah. Old. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. <laughs> fucking. It Rhinestone. was brutal. But uh, and Stallone, just the way he dresses and everything. And there's one part where uh, he he shows up at a um, like a hostage situation and. Um, you know, he's like, I'm gonna go in, and they're like, Ah, they're you're, you're outnumbered. You don't don't be stupid. And he take and he gets like right out in the middle of like the gunfire, and all of a sudden, uh, he's he's standing there in a fucking diaper, which was hilarious. And I tried to find a, a screenshot of that, and I couldn't find it because it was fucking funny. He's such a buffoon, <laughs> but it was good. Uh, the next thing I watched, <laughs> uh, was a this okay. Now the the one that I watched. Um, Strike Commando. Yeah, it, it was on the uh, the box set, the Mercs box set, M E R C S, like mercenaries. And I watched the second feature on that, which is Manigan's Force from 1988, directed by John Ryan Grace. And it's got some guy in it named George Nichols as Jack Manigan. And um, this is pretty fucking like uh, totally awesome. Fabian, I think, even mentioned this one when I posted it. Uh, the first probably three or four minutes of the movie have more kills in it than probably any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, Jack Manigan, who leads this mercenary force, he never shoots like just one gun. He'll have like an AK-47 in one hand, shooting it with one hand, and an Uzi in another hand. And he's just like, yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's really, uh, 
I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain. It's bad acting, and uh, but it was just an action fest. Nice. Uh, I watched. I bought Moneyball at Walmart for like I don't know, like nine ninety nine on Blu Ray. Looks great. Uh, really good movie. Brad Pitt eats more food. I don't know how that fucker stays skinny because he never stopped eating during this movie. And oh. um, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, I, I like that movie a lot. I thought it was yeah, really it was good. really good. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know like um, Valencia said she hasn't watched it yet because she's not like a baseball fan. I tried to tell her, you know, seriously, it's not. As much about baseball as it is, like a, yeah, I mean, just the whole like the drama of it. There's I don't I don't even recall if there's any baseball at all in it. Yeah, is well, it, and then the stuff about his family and yeah. and his you know hangups and uh, uh, phobias and stuff like that. It's pretty good. I it was I, I was really interested, you know, in uh, in um, just the Billy Bean character. You know, um, next thing I watched was another hit classic for our group. Directed by Charles T. K- Kanganis, and um, it was written by Steven Seagal, not Steven Seagal. <laughs> and it stars John Belushi, or oh, John Belushi, oh no. James Belushi, and it's uh, called K911. And uh, uh. it's the like uh, I don't think I've ever seen K9, so I need to go watch that. This was the sequel to K9, <laughs> and uh, it's you probably didn't John Belushi life, plays. John, I keep saying John Belushi. Jim Belushi. It's who you wanted uh, it to be. He's a detective, and he has a, a German Shepherd named Jerry Lee. I thought, honest to God, I watched it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and, you know, not. It, I don't know. The, the dog then, doesn't talk or anything, does he? No, nah, the dog doesn't talk. Okay. Uh, and then I watched K9 PI, which was from 2002, and it was also <laughs> Jim Belushi. And it was also written by Steven Siegel, um, directed by Richard Lewis. I don't know if that's the Richard Lewis. Oh, there's no way. Uh, Richard J. Lewis. So he put a J in. No, it's not. Uh, but this one was, you know, like if you've watched the other one, I mean, you know, why not? For penny per pound. Um, why not have the comedy in there again? I must have really liked that one. Uh, then I watched 1984's uh, John Carpenter classic, Starman, with yeah. Jeff Bridges. Karen Allen. It's a really good movie. Uh, Kidnapped. Um, that's all I have to say about that. No, this is really good. I'm sure most of our people have seen it. Yeah, I haven't I like seen it in a long time. I, saw it, I, I think it was on Instant. I watched it about uh, probably two years ago. Yeah. Did you ever watch, uh, read the comic? No, I didn't. Well, I had never even seen the movie when I saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I mean, I remember there was the the comic character Starman, but you know, it was more like a superhero character. I think it's you know it's based on the same thing and everything, but. Uh, let's see. And then I watched last night Resident Evil Retribution in Blu-ray. My friend Tom lent that to me because I hadn't seen it. And um, it, it's, um, it looks really good. Uh, it's pretty much just nonstop action for about an hour and a half. I mean, just fight, 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 fight. None. And it, it's set up just like the video games where in between the fights, you know, something will come up on the screen and say, you know, you need uh, – so-and-so was kidnapped by this and that, da 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 and you need to do this and that, da 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 There's a bunch of the people uh, from the original and from some of the other ones that return. And uh, the, the, one of the best parts of the movie was at the, the very ending where they're setting up something else, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, it's a typical Resident Evil movie, but the Resident Evil movies, for me, mm-hmm. go every other movie for being Bad or at good. least good. Uh, the first one was good, third one was good, and so forth. Uh, and it has a, a really I can't I remember what her name is but there's a uh, an Asian chick in it that was 
really good looking. Uh, Bing Bing Lee, I guess. Yeah, she plays Ada Wong, and she was really good. <laughs> uh, and uh, I watched again because of my friends, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, and uh, I got to see another movie where Brad Pitt uh, eats a lot. <laughs> we did a, oh, well, and I forgot. We, we did a Brad Pitt double feature and uh, then a Fastbender double feature because after we watched Inglorious Bastards, we watched Prometheus again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm telling you, that movie's getting to be where I've probably watched that movie more than any movie I've ever seen. That's hilarious. You've probably seen that why. fucking thing 12 times. Oh, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, speaking of Brad Pitt, um, I watched... Uh, th- so I'm, I've got, like I said, a couple weeks worth. Uh, so... This is right after we recorded, I guess, well, soon after we recorded our show before last, um, I went to see World War Z at the theater. Ah! Um, he does eat in this, too, um, although th- this food is much more scarce, as it is... Uh, <laughs> it's, that would suck to have him around if food was scarce. <laughs> he drinks a Pepsi at one point, which was really whorish uh, product placement, but it was kind of funny the way he, the way, what the tie-in with it. So, um, But yeah, he did look like he enjoyed that Pepsi. Um, and it was not Diet Pepsi. Right, uh, this, recommend? Uh, no. I I liked it. It's not a great movie though. I I don't know. I honestly like I I didn't like I I go in I go in as blind as possible to movies. I hadn't seen a trailer or anything for this. Um, I'd only seen the poster with the giant pileup of zombies. I liked that kind of stuff. I liked the actiony stuff of it as as a movie though it felt a little disjointed, like the tone was off or something. And that's what I was saying to my wife. Yeah, they had a lot of, a lot of production problems. I think, I, th- it, I think that, I think that probably came through. I didn't even, I, I remembered something about them having to film part of it over again or something like that. But I don't know. I liked certain parts of it as a whole. It was, it was okay. I liked it. I, I liked it enough. I'm not pissed. I went to go see it or anything, but it wasn't like, you know, I mean, I, it's not a, it's not a buy. Definitely. Huh. Um, the, I'll put it off then. I'll watch it on the uh, DVD. Yeah, I would. I would wait for a rental. It's a Superman was better. Superman was much better. I really liked Superman. So um, this, I'll tell you another thing, um, which is might be kind of nitpicky, but it's because of the wide release it got. It's only rated PG thirteen. So the only gore you see are the fact that the zombies are kind of decaying. Mm-hmm. So like you don't actually see people get bitten, you don't see zombies actually get stabbed or anything like that. Like the gore is kept to a very very minimum. I mean, it's it's safe for teenagers definitely. Um, That's probably why it isn't as good. It could be. I mean, it kind of removes some of the 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 fear out of it when you don't actually see. But I mean, there's some tense moments too. Don't get me wrong. Um, I really like the stuff uh, at the beginning. Uh, with with Philadelphia falling and him trying him and with his driving with his family trying to figure out that 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 scene that they set up right at the beginning with them stuck in traffic when everybody starts freaking out like yeah. that, that that gets you pretty tense but the the book is really good yeah. I, I read the, everybody told me to read the book before so I'm and it's not really long or anything so. I'm curious if uh, the book I've not read the book but I'm curious if it has some of the plot elements that happen in this if that if they came from the book or if it's something they've added in order to kind of like maybe there's make a sequel a, I or something. think from what I could you know I haven't seen the movie but the book is a like a, a guy doing a document it, it, it would be like somebody doing a documentary about the Korean War now okay and he goes and talks to the survivors and people that were in this battle or that battle and this and that so there's not like a really oh, centralized like character like okay. Brad Pitt 
yeah. so I think they probably just tied it together with one family and one. Well, I Brad think Pitt. I don't know. I mean, money wise, I could see bringing Brad Pitt again for the sequel, but it's the things are wrapped up where he doesn't have to be in the sequel. Okay. Um, the he he's a UN a former UN investigator, mm. and so it's kind of his story trying to figure out what what happened. This is after the after the fall. And though, so, but everybody, like, nobody has communications with each other quite, other quite yet. So he's kind of like a, almost playing like detective, trying to like track, like trace exactly where this thing started and that sort of thing. So it is okay. Um, I bought a, um, a Spike Lee set at Target. A, it's called the uh, Spike Lee Joint Collection. It's five movies for like eight bucks. It's on DVD. Mm. Um, it's got Mo Better Blues, Crooklyn, uh, Do the Right Thing, Jungle Fever, and one other one that I'm forgetting that I haven't seen. But I, I watched Mo Better Blues, and this was really good. This is the Denzel Washington one. He's a, he's a jazz musician. Um, Wesley Snipes is in it, and is so early in his career that he's not even on the poster. Like his name is not even nice. mentioned on the poster. He plays a saxophone player. Um, this is a pretty cool movie. Um, some very violent moments in it at times. Uh, uh, my favorite parts of it were, uh, Denzel kind of, um, do like practicing his trumpet. He would just like, that was his focus. And he had, it's, it's a story of him as an artist and juggling two women at once. One of which is definitely good for him. And one of which is a horrible influence. So, uh, it's, it's a cool movie. Um, and then I watched Crooklyn and you'd seen that one recently, right? Yeah, I, I liked it. That That's, fucking movie, oh, man! Cincinnati. I cried at the end of this thing. Yeah, I liked, I liked it a lot. I thought this was really good. The, re, the and I really I laughed a lot when Spike Lee and his friend were sniffing glue and like floating upside down. down <laughs> that was really funny. I like um, said I didn't even know what it was when I started watching the, the the whole you know just the family thing and everything. It was just so spot on with the little yeah. kids bickering and fighting and how they do stuff and you know the dad uh, the, it's, the it's, whole family thing was really good it's got to be i don't know how many siblings spike lee has but the, it, it, this one i believe is is autobiographical at least to some mm. extent i know his mother his mother died when he was young um so i think oh uh, that, yeah well, the female the, uh, the the female character the the like the the daughter she's the only daughter in the family right I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's. I think that character is kind of like mirrored him in some way. He was the only daughter in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, good. Good movie. I liked it a lot. And I think you know Mo Better Blues probably has something to do with his dad too, because his dad was a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. So, um, I watched a documentary. Eh, not really a documentary. A concert film. Sigur uh, Rós Any. Um, I'm getting ready to go see them in concert. This is a. They're Icelandic. Um, very atmospheric, really cool music. And this was like, I thought it was just going to be a concert, but the way this thing is filmed, it was filmed like partially on like really old, like 16 millimeter film and stuff. It's really neat. And it, it kind of intertwines a bunch of old footage of them playing when they first started out. And uh, it's hard to believe they've been around as long as they have this band. <sighs> even, even as long as I've been listening to them, I started listening to Sigur Rós in the early 2000s, which already seems like a long time ago, but they've been a band since 1994. It's like, fuck, they've been a band for almost 20 years. It's insane. Um, but they're, they're very, um, they're, they're a different sort of band. And this, uh, if you like concert movies and if you can get into their music, I guess this is definitely worth checking out. Any is what it's called. I N and I got work. Let me borrow it. So, 
Um, let's see. I bought another thing at Target, the WWE Greatest Stars of the 80s set. Um, I didn't watch any of the matches on it yet, but I watched the little documentary thing about it. About it. Um, so it gives a little uh, uh, kind of a background on certain certain wrestlers that got big in the 80s or well they talk about uh, Bobby Heenan they talk about uh, Piper they talk about Sergeant Slaughter so it was it was cool um, they talked about Greg Valentine which was that, that was neat to see too um, so uh, in, in the end they have interviews with the actual people and this was it was done it must have been done a few years ago because Heenan's still pretty healthy in it yeah um, but it, this thing was five bucks at Target so if you're if you're into wrestling, look for it. WWE Greatest Stars of the 80s. This is $5 at Target. Like, it was like, that's the regular price. It wasn't even on sale, so. Um, let's see. I, uh, I visited the Green Zone and watched Jason X. Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a, this is a best, big, uh, this is a big lots buy. Um, this is the Jason in outer space, and it was really dumb, but I really laughed at it. Um, Jason putting a woman's face into liquid nitrogen and then smashing it into a counter was really funny. Um, and you could tell... So the, misogynistic of Jason. <laughs> yeah. The filmmakers definitely knew... It was kind of like um, Verhoeven with uh, Starship Troopers. It was that yeah. kind of thing. Like, every scientist on this in the future on this ship was was dumb and sexy. And, you know, <laughs> it's... It it that's what... It just takes me out of movies when scientists do dumb stuff. Yeah, me too. Totally. Fuck this movie. <laughs> um, and then I watched the Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Uh, hyper gory. I still haven't movie. seen that, but everything that I've seen about it tells me you need to watch this because it's so absurd. Yeah, we should we should review it sometime. It's really yeah. it is really absurd, absurd, and you should watch it. Um, <laughs> uh, watch it in with the English dub because that makes it even funnier because the English dub is so bad. It uh, yeah, it'll make you laugh also. This is a, it's a good it's a good crowd movie. So if you ever want to watch something that will be a crowd pleaser, even if people that uh, if if it's a bunch of guys, I guess. If they're not even into kung fu, they'll be into the gore part of it. I mean, like dudes trying to choke each other with their own intestines and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I, 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 get, I imagine that's where um, they got that from machete. The, uh, machete. Ma, well, machete or probably he, pulled it from this. Yeah. Or did he? Now, which one did he swing out the window yeah, on the guy's he, guts? He cut, he cut. He gutted the dude and then reached in and then swung out the window on the guy's. Yeah, intestine. I haven't seen that one in a while. Yeah. No. They got um, a sequel coming out, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. I watched uh, this was. I can't remember if it was on instant or what justice league the new frontier this is a little mini series um darwin cook uh i guess he wrote it and illustrated it. maybe he just illustrated it um uh, i like the mini series a lot but the <laughs> i don't know the the little animated thing was just okay i don't know you know what i think the big main problem was is that darwin cook didn't really do the artwork on it uh-huh. it just looked like a generic kind of like justice league cartoon um it's it's a kind of a, a cold war retelling of the Justice League formation, um, pretty neat. I liked it. Uh, the bo- the books are a lot better though. So, if you wanted to check out check out the story, it's worth reading that. Um, let's see. Marked Man was one I watched. This is a Roddy Piper movie, and uh, it blew. Don't don't you, waste you, your time. Are on you this become, one. are you like a completist with these? Are are you trying to just like watch everything he's done? Yeah, pretty much. Well, what's the ratio of good to bad? Uh, he's. He's a, it's a it's a really about fifty fifty. Oh really? Like you'll you'll come up on. Uh, I mean, well, uh, here's an example. I watched Last to Surrender. Um, is he in the ones that you're watching? I mean, is are they like newer? Or are they? He was still pretty young, or he hasn't really done a lot since like 
2003 or so. So they're all nine. Most of them are 90 stuff. Okay. Um, and, and it's all direct to video. Like he never did anything theater stuff. Love you. Um, he, uh, marked man was a, I don't know. It was, it was boring. That was the main thing of it. And it was kind of like corrupt cop kind of movie. And he's the, he's the, the good guy in it. Um, which I like him. I think I like him best as good guys in movies because whenever he seems, whenever he's the bad guy in a movie, he, they never seem to make him like, like he was when he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that. Like, cause he was he, such a good jerk. Oh my God. He was right there ready for it. And nobody ever really utilized it like good enough. He was always the, the, the heat the, the face. Um, so, but last to surrender is, um, that one was really good. this has a, a guy named, I don't remember his name. It's a, I believe he's a Chinese actor, um, Han Han Su Ong. That sounds mm. Korean, actually. Um, but they um, they he. This one's pretty fun. It's almost like a uh, what was the Chuck Norris movie where he goes into the jungle to rescue the POV? Missing in action. It's almost like a missing in action story. He's except they're trying to find a criminal. He's a he's a cop and he wears denim a lot, like he always does. And he gets teamed up with this Chinese super cop, I guess, who's very serious. It's like a Red Heat almost kind of story, but then has the Go missing in action second half. And there's a lot of grass huts that explode and stuff. And he dropped. I wonder like, why grass huts explode. <laughs> oh my god! They're so. Do they do they douse them in like? Uh, <laughs> they gasoline must. They, or they must douse them in fucking nitroglycerin because they don't just burn. <laughs> they fucking burst. Um, but he 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 curses so much in this movie, and it's uh, the 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 comedy hits pretty well because you know like one one part the the Chinese dude like punches him in the face and he stops. He's like that hurts and he yells at. And then they get into a fight, you know, stuff like that. It's funny. It's Last to Surrender. That one was really good. Um, I watched Rumblefish, which yeah. that was really fucking cool. I, I, after the gentleman reviewed it, I needed to see it. And I, I, I don't need to go into it a lot because all of our listeners surely listen to the gentleman's God at this point. So the uh, go, James. Yeah, go listen to their review because this is uh, the uh, I need to see Outsider still. This is another one I haven't seen. So. I downloaded uh, Outsiders and Rumblefish. I haven't watched them yet nice, because the nice. gentleman's review did inspire. Yeah, me yeah, me too. I've and seen I, those movies a lot. So. I've ne- I'd never, I'd never seen Rumblefish or Outsiders. So uh, Mickey Rourke's pretty, pretty damn good in what it. What a um, fucking cast! Yeah, wow, man, this was this was really good. Check it out, definitely. Listen to the gentleman's good review of it from a couple weeks ago. Um, let's see. I watched a movie called Side Effects. What rented it on Redbox? This is. The no, yeah, this is a Jim Belushi movie. No, this is uh the new uh new Soderbergh movie. Um, it is uh, uh, okay. Jude Law, uh, Rooney Mara, Catherine Zeta Jones, and Channing Tatum, who's kind of in it. He's kind of a side character. Good. Um, mostly uh, Rooney Mara and uh, Jude Law. Um, it 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 wasn't. It didn't end up what I was thinking it was going to be. I didn't even realize Soderbergh directed it. Um, I started watching it. I thought it was going to be kind of like this Rudy Mara going crazy story. And um, it turns into this like, eventually, well, it starts to turn into this kind of story about the pharmaceutical industry. Then it turns into a thriller kind of uh, mystery kind of thing, which it, it was pretty good. Um, definitely worth your time. I mean, it's, you know, not not great, but I've yet to see, I've said it a thousand times, I've yet to see a Soderbergh movie I disliked. So, yeah, it's, it's it was it was good. I liked it. 
Um, let's see. Blood and Diamonds. This is another one I watched. Euro crime movie. I'm running out of movies. I haven't watched. These are the last couple here. Uh, Blood and Diamonds. Um, this was a Delia, Ferdinando Delia written Euro crime movie starring Barbara Boucher and some other people I didn't recognize. Um, kind of a. It's almost completely on the crime side of things. It was a guy that went to prison like for not squealing basically and when he gets out like basically he just knows too much but he's getting back at the gang that fucked him over um uh they use some uncut diamonds and stuff i i i wish delio directed it because there were some parts of it that kind of meandered and lost focus it ended up being a pretty interesting story it's worth watching but it could have been better which i was a little disappointed with um, and Barbara Boucher was really fucking hot in it. This is late seventies. So this is even after a lot of the stuff we've seen her in, but she was still very, very hot. Um, no nudity in it though, that I recall. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the last thing besides the two movies for the show where it was, um, man, it's, this is a, I watched this a week ago. That's how long it's been since I've watched a movie. It's how t- busy I've been this week. Uh, uh, Torrente, El Brazo Tonto de, de la Ley, or Torrente, The Stupid Arm of the Law. <laughs> uh, it's a Spanish movie um, where he this is this big fat slob and he's a drunk and he I mean he's a night beat cop kind of detective and he's very corrupt and he's a, I mean he's totally sexist. Um, I was very worried as this started. I was like, oh god, like the the humor in it. It's like. I mean, it's crude, but like I was kind of rolling my eyes. It ended up being a pretty, pretty funny movie. It gets a little actiony by the end. Um, it's the the guy directed it and starred in it, Santiago Segura. I think he must be in the whole uh, Almodovar camp because there's like eight Almodovar guys in this movie. Even uh, Javier Bardem shows up at one part where Torrente is at a, a pool hall and he like bumps into him. He's like, "Get the fuck out of my way!" And like Javier Bardem stands up. He's got his like his face is like deformed and he just all he does is just stare at him. And then Torrente kicks his ass and <laughs> leaves him unconscious, nice. laying on the pool table. Um, but uh, it's I, there's like four of these movies, so it must have been super popular. This is from the late '90s. Um, I'll probably watch the rest of them because he's such a bastard. It's you know you kind of laugh because he's so sexist and just. An It'd be idiot. cool if Roddy Piper showed up in one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he was one of the cops, yeah. Um, and that was it. Uh, that's all I watched. So why don't we take a break? Yeah, and uh, let's come back and do let's do eight diagram pole fighter first. So like I have nothing to do now during the break because when I went into. Um, Turn the air conditioner up. I didn't tell you. I took a big shit. And now I'm, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do during the break? I guess you'll just have to just wait a second and we'll start recording again. <laughs> I'll go wipe again. I'm feeling a little itchy. Uh-oh. Might Whoa. be the poison ivy. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll be right back. But my balls When I come home after a hard day's work, there's nothing better than listening to outside the cinema. I like to draw a bubble bath and get in there and play with the bubbles. And Sometimes I fart in the tub and some of the bubbles come up and I'll scoop a bubble up in my hand and I'll pop it and smell my own fart. I like to smell my asshole. Coming out his asshole!
I laughed so hard at the big fart you did at the end of the show last week. I don't even remember. What are you talking about? You sang. That was Jake. Oh, sorry. Jake then. He's always doing stuff like that. Crude. <laughs> We're talking over Tanny's choice for song this week. Sorry. MMA. MMA. Here, let's fast forward a little bit so we can hear more of this. Here. Come on. There we go. little ministry there all right uh first movie of the day actually happened second whatever um eight diagram pole fighters on would you like to introduce it here yes i would okay see there's this guy this family and uh they get into it with this uh, other uh, people, and uh, they get like uh, uh, some combat and stuff. And then, and then they have to. The, there's only a couple, and then they have to, you know, whatever. Okay, so I thought that La uh, there's Carl- no synopsis there, by the way. Oh no, I know. I, th- <laughs> I thought that uh, I thought that Lyle Carlong directed this. He must have just done the. Uh, the fight it's choreography a, on this because I think directed by Larkal Carlong on uh, well it's is, Wikipedia but I'll see on 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 IMDb it says Gordon Liu directed it yeah. maybe uh, maybe Chia, no wait no sorry Chia, Chia Lang Liu directed okay okay yeah 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 my mistake I, I saw the wrong Liu um, so I was right the first time I guess. Yeah, so Lau Carlong directed, and um, I assume that he worked m- mainly on the the fight stuff for these two. I have not dug enough, which I didn't do my homework. Like I said, I've been busy. Whatever. Um, it's a podcast. It is. So yeah, this, I guess a synopsis of this would be this: that you have um, this happens in a lot of Hong Kong kind of martial arts movies. There's always some sort of political strife, I guess you could say. Um, in this particular one, there's a there's a ruling family in China. Um, the ruling family, the well, the kind of the the emperor maybe, and his some of his cohorts decide that this Yang family that are what seem to be the the henchmen, like the leaders of the military, maybe they've gotten a little too big for their britches, so they kind of stage this ambush and try to kill the entire family, or the at least the male side of the part of the family off all in one swoop so they can take true power and do their own thing. Uh, but you have a couple survivors, including Gordon Liu, who travels far away to the mountains to become a Buddhist monk in order to learn new kinds of Kung Fu and go get his revenge. Okay, I have a question right off the bat that I need answered. Okay. The main villain, the the uh, the bad guy, the, the top head bad guy, Yes. Uh, in the subtitles, it says it's spelled Pan May. Yeah. But they say Pi May, I think, throughout the movie. And I know that Tarantino, uh, that the, the character of Pi May runs through a lot of, uh, or through s- several different uh, kung fu movies from, you know, Shaw Brothers or whatever. Usually, and, the, 
usually the Pi May character looks like the one that uh, that Quentin Tarantino did. Tarantino did. Yeah. The I think that might might be just coincidence that it maybe sounded like that. Even in the in IMDb, I think he's called Ba May or something like that. So mm-hmm. okay. um, it might be just pronunciation, but um, I don't think that's supposed to be the same like okay. the the same character because usually that's he's like a an elder that lives somewhere um, or you know out in the middle of nowhere or whatever. So. Um, I don't think that was supposed to be the same person though, but you have, um, yeah, the, the song dynasty and, uh, trying to get rid of the, the Yang family. Was it the Yang? Yeah. Um, and it, it gets a little confusing a few times because the way it's translated doesn't, and I, you know, I've seen this movie more than once. I guess I've seen the, the same, I guess I've watched the same, uh, version of it every time I've seen it, but the, uh, the translation must not work perfectly because they call each other for you know first brother, second brother. Yeah, that gets a little confused. Well, but I mean, you get you, to the one point where it's basically you have. There's just two of them left, and you can five you know, and who's six. Who. But um, I got confused. But you, numbers you, wide, so. you see that in the next movie in my young auntie as well when they uh, you know she's yeah. called second second aunt, and it, it's a it's a it's a familial hierarchy that's created depending on when you're born and stuff like that. And who you're married to, and that sort of thing. So when but they you say can pretty fifth, much just say in this one, there's only really the two males left, and the one kind of loses his shit, and the other one doesn't. <laughs> and he got a, he got really annoying. He was fucking crazy. I wouldn't want to hang out with him. No, God, he's that he's that jerk that just breaks stuff all the time. Like, dude, just attack down. for no everybody for no reason. So, uh, what I think, what I've at least, I'm not super well versed in all of. Uh, Lau Carlong stuff. He he's been a he's he worked in the industry since the sixties. Um, he um, he worked on. I mean, I guess he was mainly with the Shaw Brothers, but he you know he worked doing fight choreography through the sixties until he until into the seventies when he started actually directing. Like he didn't direct a a ton of movies considering the amount of stuff that came out. Um, but you know, even after Sh- the Shaw Brothers. Um, kind of stopped doing their thing and the I guess I mean this movie was 83 so this this had to have been one of the latter the later movies of theirs um but even he'd he direct I mean he would go on to direct uh I think he directed Drunken Master 2 um quite a few he worked with Gordon Liu a lot who was related to him in some way um I don't know if it's kind of just like a well, like, for instance, I, when I was talking about the wedding, there was uh, I was meeting a lot of Chinese family members, and there was one guy that was called Uncle, but I don't think he was actually related to the to the husband, like by blood. So I'm not sure exactly what kind of uncle he was, but it, that kind of thing. So they they had some kind of familial tie, but I don't think it was blood related. So, but um, you know, he worked. I mean, he 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 worked. Um, as far as I know. Uh, until at least recently into the 2000s. So, um, and then, you know, like, like we said earlier, passed away. Um, he died June 25th, I think. So anyway, um, back to eight diagram. Um, this was, I don't know how many more movies he had worked on with Gordon Liu up to this point, but, um, they, they kind of had their, their, uh, their gel going at this point. And I think what I pull from Lau Carlong stuff, I really like, um, he, the way he does group 
group fight choreography. Yeah. And this starts off with one of those, like the, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things. If you ever sit back and it's, it's, I can compare it. I have a funny story because I had this friend that used to hate this one white stripes video because they, in the video, whenever they would like be a drum beat or whatever, there would be a new drum set that would appear. So like the Meg white was like, and she was like, kind of like she would go down the street and there'd be a a set of drums, like a trail behind her. And he, it drove him crazy because he couldn't imagine having to clean up and set up all those drums afterwards. (laughs) And this is the same kind of thing. You watch this and you're like having to put this together, have all of these guys in, and they're not even outside. I mean, they're they're in one, they're just a giant room, basically about a big soundstage. Um, it's just very, you know, it's strategically lit to make it look like it's kind of a nighttime battle, but you have all of these guys just doing all this crazy shit all at once. And, you know, you film, you film it in pieces, obviously. And I don't know how many, how many, I guess, days they would have had to spend actually filming this, but then having the, you know, the task of putting it together and making it make sense was another, another task where you sit there like, fuck, that sound it feels exhausting. Um, but you had the Yang family who were asked to go to this particular battle site. And when they get there, they're completely ambushed. Like this, ambush. this tent explodes and uh, all of these guys just come, come roaring out. And the, uh, the song dynasty has created these. Now, I don't know. If I, 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 I'd like to assume, I don't remember if it was actually said in the movie. These like black was, poles with dildos on the yeah, end. Yeah. These like black dildo, p- dildo poles. I'd like to think they were designed specifically to deal with the Yang family. Cause the Yang family were all, like masters of this, the long spear. Yeah. I and couldn't these, figure out how they're supposed to work because it seemed like th- once they gripped a hold of your staff or your spear, that they could control it like you could not break it loose. But they could break it loose if they wanted to yeah, by they, like twisting something. They, they, it, it kind of pushed up in like you saw, I saw it work a couple times, like when the, when the, the dildo end was kind of just dangling. They could push the shaft up through the, the spring. It looked like kind of like a, it was almost like a tractor spring. I don't know. They didn't have tractors, but um, kind of like a tractor spring. They could push the staff back up through it to kind of stiffen the end back up. Um, but yeah, they would, they would use it to kind of grab onto the, the poles of their, of their spears and leave them, pretty much helpless because you know they they had both hands on it which left them open to get hit by other people yeah i would think that you know i mean at first it would but i mean wouldn't after they had about 10 of them wrapped around there wouldn't you let go of your fucking spear and just kind of go on your own well you'd think you'd think they would be able to figure that out and then they'd end up like i mean it would be but it uh, i'm really intrigued by the mechanics of it because even after like uh the one son uh escapes that thing is still stuck to his um goddamn spear yeah you just have and to he go still with can't it. get it undone so he just carries around both of them there's several times like that yeah it's like you, once they lock it in it's locked in you just got you just got to go with it it's like that thing of prometheus <laughs> that that grabs a hold of the the engineer yeah right right um <laughs> the um so in this big fight uh with the the, the dildo the springy dildo poles uh, the uh, five of the seven brothers in this family and the father are killed. There's a really great um, image when one one of the sons is trying to protect his father and like jumps in the way of these uh, volley of arrows and he's standing there like and just like yeah I'm not I'm not sure about the uh, mechanics of 
uh, getting shot like a million times with arrows. There, there were two different times where people get killed and they remain standing, <laughs> even in death. Well, dad, so that was yeah, weird. dad did too. He, dad's yeah. like, fuck this, and he just commits suicide by busting his head on the top of this giant tombstone. Yeah, I mean, shit. And then he just comes down and stands there and dies. <laughs> it would have been funny if you saw it like years later and their skeletons are still standing. <laughs> I will not be moved. <laughs> um. I think it was called so, the- I mean, if, if, if you take into account, like, I mean, like, if you do watch Prometheus and you say, hey, this shit can't work, you won't like this movie. No, no, yeah. If you want to nitpick, you're going to... you got to suspend disbelief. You're going you're gonna to be bothered by certain things, like... But the- it was a, the, the part where, where he's, like, full of arrows and just stand there. I mean, it was a kind of a cool-looking thing. Oh, yeah. It was, it was fantastic. And then, you know, he... He had that sacrifice trying to save his father's life, and then dad's like, oh, well, oh, well. And just, you saw the like spray of yeah, blood as he hit the top. my fucking own brains out. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Um, yeah, you'd think he'd stay around and try to fight a little bit, but then he get, well, I, maybe, you know what? I think maybe he knew he was on the way out anyway, because he'd already been shot by arrows. So yeah. he, he got shot by arrows as well. He didn't want to give them the satisfaction, I guess. I don't know. But um, fifth, let's see. Is it fifth brother and. Is the one that has PTSD. Yeah, I think Fifth Brother is the crazy one that loses his shit because of this. And then Gordon Liu is seven? Six. Six, okay. I thought six. Five and six. And then um, all the rest of them are killed in the battle. Fifth goes back home, tells tells mom, and tells uh, Kara Huey, who yeah, is... Yeah, he has a lot of sisters. Yeah, she's she's eighth sister. And... Um, she, you know, she she plays the auntie in the next movie we were talking about, um, but he goes back and tells them what's happened, and let you know all the, the how each of them died and blah blah blah. And after he brawls with them like a million times, well, yeah, he when he runs, no reason he runs in for no reason and starts attacking his own sisters and everything like a jackass. And <laughs> I love jackass. <laughs> fucking jackass. And and thankfully, uh, thankfully, mom whips his ass a little bit and gets him to settle down. Um, just for a, just for a moment, I mean, like they'll get him to calm down, but it doesn't take anything for him to just go berserk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, I'm not talking about like just. I mean, he's like fighting to kill, and they're like, Jesus Christ, motherfucker! I just <laughs> asked you if you wanted some more spaghetti or something. <laughs> spaghetti, I um, I was spaghetti Chinese. Uh, pasta is. I don't know if actual spaghetti is, but whatever. I was trying to. It's close enough. Be politically incorrect. The. Uh, I, uh, I always like in these movies how they just obviously dress up a very young actress or actor to be to be an old person because yeah. they still need them to be able to be uh, physically active, you know. Um, for the mo- so for the most part, yeah. Uh, and the, the the mom in this was no different. This is a woman. She's she has to be in her sixties. She has at least probably she has nine kids. I think. Yeah, her uterus was like dragging on the ground when she was throwing those she, kids. She's still in uh, fucking good shape though, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. So um anyway, uh Gordon Liu unbeknownst to um, pretty much the entire family, he does make an escape and uh he becomes a born again Buddhist. He, <laughs> he wanders through the swamp and shit and he finds his way to this hunter's kind of shack. He's got a that, that hunter had a nice little setup. He was like in a cave. It was probably nice and cool in there. He had some like like Venetian blinds and stuff. <laughs> secret, secret, uh, yeah, uh, secret escape, passages, escape and shit. passages and shit. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he he's just like has furs and shit all over the place. But but it, it just, I mean, it's the nature of the beast with these movies and everything. But I always find it funny that like everybody, no matter what, uh, <laughs> knows kung fu. Yeah, if and, they and if, just fights, all if the they time. don't, they're just a goofy asshole. 
you know, it's like either, and most of them know something, you know, they yeah, can, they're at least able to like take a fall and not kill themselves. So, um, the, uh, okay. Sixth brother was the one that lost his shit. I think Gordon was fifth brother. Okay. Um, anyway, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about those sticks. I don't know if those sticks are. They they don't seem real, or maybe they were based on some reality. Because it seems like weapons in these movies usually are. Um, I don't know if they're actually based on some real thing, but the you know they they work very very well for the the idea of the story. So, um, so w- when Gordon finds his way through this this hunter's thing, the, the hunter realizes who he is because he. It's so funny in these movies too, where people will trust like a seal on a piece of paper. Like, oh, okay, you must be who you, you know. Just because <laughs> Gordon Liu has his like Yang family carved on this the shaft of this broken spear he's carrying around. The guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were important. You know, that's all it took. It well, I guess nobody else would have the balls to claim that. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Because these guys are fucking animals. I mean, they that's what they live to do is just murder people with their spears. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the red sash or whatever on the end of it. But the, uh, I love the way the hunter fights. Like you get, you get a big fight scene because the, the, the song dynasty, they, they have a feeling that, uh, that Gordon Liu's character has survived. So they're trying to hunt him down because they don't, I guess, cause they don't see his body anywhere because they go and look for six son as well. The, the crazy asshole. Um, but the, um, I love the way the hunter kind of, when, once he realizes who Yang is and what's going on as far as like, them getting overthrown and stuff. He, you know, he's, he's down to help. He shows them the escape hatch that we mentioned. And, but he, man, his fighting was really fucking cool. Cause he fights with this trident and he spins yeah. it around a lot. It was like, it was just like spinning in his hands and it, it was a great look. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was like a pitchfork at first, like for doing something, but it seemed way too sharp and like the, t- the middle was a bit longer. So, but, uh, so once Gordon escapes, the guy makes the you know the ultimate sacrifice to help him get away, and he's holding off multiple characters, uh, multiple like you know, I guess uh, throwaway bad guys. They, you know, these movies like these always also always need a whole group of people that will be willing to just do flip off the screen and be ah you know. You have to be a pretty good fighter though, and like a lot of these movies where. Um, that's like MMA. You know, they have like one guy against one guy. It's like big deal. Hell, these guys like there'll be one of them and they'll fight like fifty guys and hold them off. Yeah, and like he. Why don't they he, learn that style for fucking that stupid MMA? Shit? He does. He does something to his uh, to dumb. his front windows and makes it makes like five guys just explode out all yeah. at once. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the um. So once Gordon gets away, oh, and it's got to be mentioned that he does. You know, everybody knows him with the uh, the shaved head. In the, at the beginning of this one, he does have this pretty fantastic mane of hair. It is obviously a wig, but it's really, really long hair and sideburns, and yeah. So, um, kind I wish of a that top. style would come back. <laughs> yeah, the top. You gotta go for ponytail. that. <laughs> the top knot ponytail. I should do that one. Yeah. Um, but do it uh, while you can. This is when he. This is kind of the where the the main. The, the, that's the setup, and this is where the main part of the story goes. When he finds his way, you know, he's struggling, but he finds his way to this. Uh, buddhist temple and I, f- I feel like i'm not uh smart enough to remember but the i feel like that temple on top of those stairs had been used in other shaw brothers movies which i wouldn't doubt but i just can't remember which one it was <clears throat> it's like that really long um stone staircase with the temple at the top so it's kind of like uh almost like the training thing um maybe like from another the, the other 
another uh, Lau Karlong movie, The 36th Chamber of Shaolin, where he goes up there and they, they're kind of denying him at first. Like, oh, no, fuck you. You know, you need to be able to do this or this before was, you're in here. He was just too full of hate and violence. Which is, this? that's what I, I think I like best about this movie is kind of that whole, you know, they deny him being a monk, but they don't tell him he can't stay there. Well, he was like, the, the in, on Saturday Night Live, they had a skit, like the original Saturday Night Live, uh, the thing that wouldn't leave, where somebody comes to visit you at your house, and you're like, "Well, man, we got to get up early in the morning. I think we're going to go to bed." And the guy's like, "Oh, you know, just keep sitting there." Even though they tell him a million times, you know, dude, you know, you're never going to be a monk. Just get the hell out of here. You're just full of hate. You just want revenge and all this and that. And they're like, "We're not about that." He will not leave. And they and and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he wants to do. He wants to become a monk really bad. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, he's at this point. They can't make him leave because he fights with. I mean, he like beats shit out of. Him. At, at 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 this point, I think, I think he was probably to the point where he was like, you know, this family, my family's dead. I'm gonna be a monk. Like, I I, I need I need this. I don't I don't I don't I I couldn't tell if he just wanted to, at first to be trained with their style in order to go back to get revenge. I don't think so. I think that he, he I think he wanted, was just done. Yeah, he was just, he, yeah, he, he was, he was done, done with the whole, whole thing, yeah. but it was still, all that shit was still inside of him. Yeah. And so they were like, you know, listen, get out. <laughs> we want to go to sleep. <laughs> you're, you're breaking our fucking wolf statues. You're <laughs> yeah, man, you got to watch, you know, but the, uh, that, the, the whole wolf thing that comes into play, I kept thinking, what the fuck are they doing? They had these wooden like wolves uh, with uh, like training teeth and dummies, everything. yeah, 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 and train with them. And I couldn't because they were they weren't about killing, right? And that really comes into play in the end, uh, and it's pretty goddamn funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, let's uh, the um, the yeah, that's the kind of humor. I guess it's humor that works for me in these movies. And we'll talk about humor in the next one, I'm sure. Um, or the lack thereof. The, um, <laughs> the, but you know, I, I like the, I like the image of him or the idea of him. He car- he, he carries around that broken spear shaft, the entire movie. It's kind of like, you know, even though he's saying I'm going to be a monk and blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's a, uh, that's a Buddhist no, no, like carrying around, uh, you know, that, that that's the point of it is to get you know you don't dwell in the past you you live in the moment and to if Wait, it, you dwell in the past uh too totally um <laughs> i couldn't be a monk either um but he um you know he carries around his past failure and his grief and his violence with him at all times he he has that spear shaft that he don't he won't let go of so and but and the thing also is they have, like I said, with the with the wolf statues and stuff, a a way of um, non lethal training, and the training mostly is to protect themselves from. I guess you know they said the wolves. Yeah, they're they're out in the wilderness, so they. But it kind of goes there. like to the the uh, the show Kung Fu with David Carradine. I mean, uh, he, you know, they they use their kung fu for to protect themselves. Right. But not like where these other assholes are, you know, using it to destroy and all that shit. But he trains like really hard in their style, but it's still, it's not, he just can't figure out it's not what, it's not your style or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You have to change. Yep, yep. And, um, 
I was, was, you know, I don't want to give too much of the second half of the, the you know, the, kind of the main plot. I, I was really hoping that the uh, the main, the head monk, there, no, there was a, there, there was one, the, the kind of the second guy in command he called Abbott. I don't remember what he called the first guy, but I was really hoping that that guy was going to kick the shit out of the crazy six brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking settle down. You're like, you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to beat up a Buddhist monk now, so what's wrong okay, with Okay, what's the deal with, uh, uh I don't know if you know or not, but the the when they burn the fucking things on top of their head, the so, dots. So the dots stand for something. Um, there's nine different things that it's there's. It's usually nine dots. It's or no, not nine. Uh, maybe eight. And it's a it's a it's a row of two by four usually. But what it was is uh, back at that time, um, beggars and stuff would try. They would just shave their head and try it, and they would pretend to be monks so that people would give them money and food. Um, so it was kind of a. Um, so if you wanted to pull that off, you're going to have to pay the fucking. Piper. Yeah, it was like being it was like getting a tattoo basically, but it was you had to go through that pain, and they actually did. They would use these. Um, short little like cone incense things and they wouldn't do it like him where he was touching his head they would actually just light it and let it burn down and scar their head in those circles um but it was just kind of like their their rite of passage and they're saying that you know i'm serious about this i'm not just somebody that just wants free money you know um although free money isn't a bad thing (laughs) i like it uh a lot of people don't do that now i've i do know um uh, at least the Buddhist monks that I have met, I've, I've, there's a couple of, there's actually a couple of Tibetan uh, monks that come in the Apple store. <laughs> nice. Um, but they, they do not have the scars on their head. They do have, they do wear the robes and like have their, do you look at them and go pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a, I don't know that that's a thing. And it might, it might've just been in China. Well, so. okay. I, I this is a, another quote. We're, we're getting off the beaten path, but are Hari Krishna's, Buddhist monks? No, Hare, Hare Krishna is a whole separate religion. It's Christ, uh, yeah. They worship Krishna. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know it's it's more. I think it's more Indian in in its origin. Okay. Um, but uh, it's, it's a, a definitely. It says. It's uh, well. That's what George Harrison was. Is Hare mm. Krishna, but he didn't do the whole head shaved thing. But um, so uh, you know, when back to the uh, you know the wolf the wolf training dummies, I. I really loved some of the camera work that was that would came into play here that um, that Lau I guess incorporated the, the the camera almost was like this roving camera at times it goes over the shoulders of these of these and I, I I would I would have liked to have seen how that happened like I wonder if somebody was holding that camera but the camera would almost go over the shoulder of the wolf and the, you would see like the you know there was the there was different training dummies in different poses and they would be trying you know, they would it was three guys that would rotate in a circle around these things and do different like it was just kind of you know re- repetition sweep the leg push the push your pole through the teeth and the whole the whole idea was to dislo- dislodge the teeth from the wolf and that was the whole thing like we don't kill the wolves we just make it so they don't want to come back again so they have to gum their fucking food <laughs> yeah even though yeah even though that's a little short-sighted as a wolf without teeth wouldn't be able to eat and would starve to uh, have you know die a horrible death but <laughs> it's like it's, it's like God's hear, will. It's like hearing about like what you know with porcupine. Same thing. If a bear ever bites a porcupine, that bear's fucked because their you know their mouth gets swollen and uh, they, if they get spines in their mouth, they're pretty much done. Or you know they talk. You talk. You hear about like a, a zebra kicking a lion in the mouth. You know once their teeth are gone, they don't eat anymore. So, ouch. 
But uh, you know, and the, the the camera work too, like when um, when uh, Kara Kara Hui, uh, eighth sister, is she's off looking for um, Gordon Liu as well. Uh, you know, the kind of the camera work of her on the horse, like showing like the horse backing up and stuff like that. Um, the uh, later on, the there's a pole fight between Liu and the Abbot. That it might be that might be my favorite like sequence in the in the film i thought it was really cool like it's really neat when they they use these they get these big wooden like candlesticks involved um it's really neat like they're throwing like they're kind of like launching pillows these like the 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 i guess they're called zafu the 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 tr- little meditation cushions at each other and like um there, there's a there's a little bit of wire work involved with these jumps that are a little impossibly high but for the most part man really fucking cool i know it might sound like, <laughs> well, it might sound lame, but like certain, like with choreography, like like in this movie, can like get me choked up sometimes. And I, I, equate, I, I, I equate it to like when I listen to like a, a really good um, like jazz recording. It's not something that I'm not sad, but do it's you like, realize that the term "I pulled a loaf" oh, has it's become every, like yeah, it's fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. Yes. It's awesome. There's probably, there's probably people that don't even have any idea what sh- what our show is that, <laughs> that you're using. There's it. a lot of people that don't know what our show is. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Um, but the uh, it is the uh, it's it's like the same way how I can get into an amazing jazz performance. It's just like it when you that that awe I feel of seeing these two guys just work so well together. It's that that feeling like it's it's when you're. I don't know if you've ever gotten like that at a certain that like listening yeah. to certain music or that sort yeah. of thing where it just works so well. Um, You're an then, emotional guy. You're in touch with your your feelings. That's nothing and wrong. My, and my feminine side. The, well, uh, <laughs> the 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 last fight is pretty. Incredible. <laughs> if you were in touch with your feminine side, you wouldn't be doing this show. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was te- I was telling my I was telling my wife she was she was trying to ignore this movie while I was on this is not really her cup of tea but I was like you've got to watch this last thing I was like this is like this this last fight this is this could be like the pinnacle of like and she, was she rolling her eyes the whole time yeah she didn't seem all that into it <laughs> but the last it's a fight thing, I think it's pretty fucking amazing like there's so many guys involved so many different camera angles you have to appreciate the the, the choreography and the and you know everything that went into it if you don't you know yeah it was, if, you, if you're not like like oh my god that's so cool it was but beautiful just, yeah it's it's yeah. it's great they got the you got they got these like coffins like in a pyramid almost and that you know that kind of falls that goes into the whole the whole thing of it there's there's the highlight kill i thought where and all of the struggling that he goes through trying to be a monk and he just kills people left and right at the end of the movie i was like didn't you just you just forget about everything you just tried <laughs> like learn for the last year. Badger. Yeah, but the highlight kill I think was when he he stabs this one dude with a broken uh, bamboo pole, and then he uses another pole and hits the end of that one like baseball style, and it goes through him and into the into the gut of a dude standing behind him. <laughs> they should. I mean, he should have just did. Uh, 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 the the classic Buddhist monk thing of like when those guys all show up and he's finally going to get his revenge. Just sit down and start chanting and pour gasoline over his head and light himself on fire. That show them. Oh man, the Chinese government does not like that. They try. Oh, they 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 will fuck it. They will put somebody. That gets in prison a lot of years, publicity. <laughs> yes, it does. I, would, I mean, I, I wouldn't. To me, I wouldn't be worth it. Oh my God, could you that imagine dying that way? That would be yeah. miserable. Oof. 
Uh, anyway, do you have anything else to add on this? Um, I, uh, like I said, I I think I mentioned it in one of the other movies that we watched. Um, I do appreciate the the choreography when they have a whole shitload of people fighting at the same time. Yeah, and Car- Law Carlong I think was really good at doing that. But the only thing is, it's um, it's hard to focus on. You know, when when it's just one or maybe uh, four people fighting, mm-hmm. you can focus on what they're doing a lot a lot more. Um, this one really stands out as um, you know being shot like on a on a sound stage, you know, uh, and yeah. not as much you know out, in it, which usually doesn't bother me that much. I thought this movie was older than what it was. I thought I thought it really seemed uh, like maybe it was from like the early seventies or something. I was surprised to see that it was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, but I did like uh, the one thing about both of these movies and and this this genre for the most part is um, you know when you're watching it when you're watching a subtitle movie and it's something like uh, Vim Vendors or something like that and the and the 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 story is really compelling and and you're sitting there you know reading the subtitles the uh with this uh the, just just enough dialogue to give you an idea of what's going on is enough because you don't want to be sitting down there looking at the bottom of the screen when all this shit's going on yeah, yeah, know, yeah. up at the top and it did keep it keep it to that you know uh, pretty good i mean it wasn't like you were I, I can't remember i think the one that um uh, Jake and El Goro did. It's a newer one with Chow Young Fat um, on Netflix. The it, it had a lot of uh, really snappy, funny dialogue, mm-hmm. but it was so the, the the subtitles were going by so fucking fast. It was hard to keep up. Um, this one wasn't really like that. I like these kind of movies because it it it, it take, it's a nostalgia thing for me, and it takes oh, yeah. me back to the kung fu theater, you know, days and everything. And I, I find I th- myself not embarrassed, but almost kind of uh, I feel bad that um, when I – well, of course, when I was a kid, you know, usually if you uh, – you know, we, it wasn't on VHS or anything like that. We were watching on TV. Mm-hmm. So um, you didn't get the um, – like the, the titles and stuff like that. But I never really took the time to try and learn the people's real names, who the actors were. I know Gordon Liu and and some of them now just from uh, mostly from like Tarantino mm-hmm. and and you know podcasts without honoring humanity and stuff like that, but um, you know th- these guys did some really amazing shit and just the it would have been so awesome to 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 watch something like this being created. Uh, I would love to have seen if somebody had done a a. Um, on you know from the if they had done it and released like a um, criterion of of one of these really classic uh, kung fu movies by like the the Shaw brothers or something like that where they had a behind the scenes thing where they right, showed right. the choreography and they actually did interviews and things like that it would be really cool but I, I enjoyed it like I said I anything like this is fun to watch and even though a movie like. I can't remember how long this one was. I know the other one was like uh, like a couple hours long. Um, yeah, this one like an hour and thirty three. The the action is so fast paced and it's prevalent throughout the whole movie where mm-hmm. they'll have these long fight scenes that it does go by pretty quick. I mean, it's not like yeah. you're they're just slogging through. And the well, I, what I I really liked the story of this one. I, I thought the I thought I really liked his 
kind of journey and everything like that. I thought that was very well done as well, which no, I can't really say a lot of, about a lot of Kung Fu movies. I watched them for, I watched them for, you know, the, the action pretty much alone. But then when one can catch me at a, you know, and where I care about what's going to actually happen to the characters, you know, that's, that's, uh, it's doing something right. So, yeah, but I, I liked it. Like I said, I mean, you know, cool. it's fun. We can get to our rating then. Um, I, I this is a classic. I mean, this is um, in the, in the genre of Hong Kong martial arts. Now, you know, obviously, there's been different sorts of martial arts since then, uh, as it became more and more popular in the United States. As you know, and it became more of a worldwide phenomenon. But for the films of the '70s and early '80s that came out of Hong Kong, I mean, this is this is the this is a highlight. So um, th- this is one I revisit and will revisit again. Um, it is, I mean, it's easy, it's easily one of my favorites. I, I, I give this, this is an 8.5 for me. I really like this movie a lot. Um, I just saw here, it says when, uh, Sheng Fu was killed in a car crash during filming, uh, script was rewritten to make Yang number five, the hero. Oh, so there you go. Um, I, if I was going to rate this movie, Six point seven five. Six point seven five. Got it. Yeah. So just kind of an average, a little better than average for you. Yeah, I thought. It, I mean, I thought it was good, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't like as much the. Uh, I like the more one-on-one deal. Okay. Uh, like I said, just the 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 when they have just a lot of guys, I I admire it more, uh, the ability to do it, but it just kind of. Um, it's uh, it just is like a, you know a big long fight scene, and I'd rather be able to concentrate on <laughs> one you know one, one thing. Yeah, cool. Uh, why don't we take a break and come back, and we'll do what ended up I, I was surprised by one I hadn't seen, but uh, quite a different uh, take on the genre. Uh, My young auntie from 1981. We'll be right back. Hey there, boys and girls. This is Maverick New York filmmaker Abel Ferrara, director of such films as Driller Killer, Miss 45, Bad Lieutenant, China Girl, Beer City, and Nine Lives of the Wet Pussy. I'm not out power drilling hobos, smoking rock cocaine, hanging out with Bruce Willis. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I'm listening to The Milk Creeps. It's a podcast, whatever the fuck that is. They covered my movie Driller Killer on their very first episode, so they're obviously sick fucks. If you like that kind of thing, check them out on Facebook or iTunes. Yeah, they're called the Mill Creeps. All right. For more information, go to facebook.com slash millcreeps, millcreeps.lipson.com, or look up the Mill Creeps on iTunes or Stitcher.
My Young Auntie, 1981. That was Jeff's music choice this week. All right. Um, My Young Auntie. Oh, shit. Not another no synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, proper planning prevents poor performance. The um, I can pull up something here. Also called, I, I pulled it up on uh, Wikipedia. Also called um, Fangs of the Tigress. Um, but this is a um, oh, it doesn't even have a synopsis on here. <laughs> Basically, we have a do the synopsis in Mandarin. <laughs> I think I can only do Cantonese. I'm sorry. The uh. <laughs> um, basically, you have a, 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 a an older master who has never married, has no children, who is on the verge of death. He um, has an asshole brother who wants his estate when he dies, but instead of allowing that to happen, he marries his uh, best and female uh, student, or what would she be called? Is she a student? I guess protege um young hottie she yeah she's very attractive uh but he um he marries her in order for so that she then becomes second aunt and he wants her to take his estate and then you get the assistance of his um the evil brother uh, evil brother's son in you know who is played by lao carlong um Get his help because he's he's a much nicer person. He's much better with money. So he wants the estate to go to him, not the uh, shitty youngest uh, brother. So, um, so it's kind of the turns into like a comedy of errors, I guess, um, for a little while. Yeah, exactly. Um, if only this was an hour and a half long. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Starring uh, Lau Carlong, as I said, as the as the third uncle no as the i don't remember what he was they kept calling him something daddy was what his son yeah. called him um cara huey again who plays auntie i believe she won some sort of award for this movie uh a hong kong film award or something uh gordon Liu makes an appearance in there and i need to do a little more digging and figure out the skinny guy's name because he's pretty fucking good but even even though he's goofy so Sam, what did you think of my young auntie another another oh. classic well, it's definitely different. Yes. Um, it's um, How, almost it? like goddamn I Love Lucy with Kung Fu or something. Uh, <laughs> meets the Three Stooges. Um, How Hsiao is the, is the guy that played Charlie. Mm. Well, I never had even heard of this. And when I first saw the title, I thought it was going to be like uh, a porno or something. <laughs> uh, like a K. Parker taboo thing uh i don't know but anyway um now one thing that i noticed and i'm not trying to be like a racist fucking asshole or something but it seemed like and i don't know if it was because um the the guys were playing older parts and they were trying to sound older but it's like with like marbles in their mouth or something or like they were gritting their yeah, teeth yeah i think they were doing old man voice and it sounded it kind of funny yeah. but you know so anyway what the hell is going on with the 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 cover that they put on imdb i don't know because that's that, a really that looks like Sammo Hung on the right. I don't even think that was in the movie. Was no, it? it was not at all. She never wore that outfit. I don't even think yeah. that's her. I don't know what the fuck that picture is. Uh, anyway, um, 
you have the situation set up uh, where um, the young auntie, uh, of course, like you said, she gets married off to this older guy and, and uh, because, to, to save the inheritance. So she goes and sees his, um, was his brother, the old man. Yeah, so the, so old old the old man she has learned everything from. That's you know that's the second. There's there there had been three brothers. The oldest brother yeah, has I can't died. Keep the fucking one, two, okay. three. Yeah, straight. the oldest brother has died. He is second brother. Second brother is on the verge of dying. Third brother's an asshole. He's the jerk. Yes. So and second the, second brother doesn't want his shit to go to third brother. So second brother is trying his hardest to get his stuff to third brother's oldest right. son. And and so the third the third brother. Um, the 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 guy that she goes to see the old guy he wears like a fedora and, and things uh, the one thing is um, when I first started watching this I thought it was taking place uh, a long time ago but it's obviously more modern as you go along you'll yeah. find that out yeah yeah uh, the the older guys are all wearing fedoras they wear traditional dress but they have like fedoras on uh, I'm not exactly sure this must take time. place in the 60s or 70s yeah it seems like it and um uh the the older guy that she goes to basically be with or to 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 help him you know get the inheritance has a son and the son is kind of a he wants to become more modern him and his friends went to like hong kong and they they go to school to try and learn english and uh, and they throw <laughs> that English in there. So bad. Yeah, every once in a while, you, they'll throw in some words and stuff. Like especially the F word. You know, you get the you get he's <laughs> like fuck. You know, just out of the blue, which is kind of it does it. it this is a, a very lighthearted movie, and it does have some funny shit in it. Yeah. Um, then it has some very not funny shit in it. Yeah, it has some very it has it has a lot of what, uh, zany stuff and things like that. Um, but him and his friends are kind of like. Uh, uh, goofball. It'd be like Justin Timberlake and whatever that fucking stupid group that he was in. If he showed up, and and they knew karate and stuff, but they 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 uh, they're like a almost like a goddamn boy band or something. They'll just break out into songs and you know using tap shoes as drums and playing a guitar. And they're trying to tell her, you know, show her how modern they are. And they make fun of her, even though they all think she's hot. And and they play on that thing like. Um, you know, oh, oh, this is this is my my uh, auntie, and they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You know, she's the same age. She's as you. your age, yeah. And I think the old man at first thought he was going to get some young pussy, and then his <laughs> son showed up, and he kind of put the kibosh on that because he's young. And so anyway, um, you go through a lot of uh, a lot of scenarios uh, where I think that. He, the young son, is either trying to impress her or get with her or flirt with her, and she's playing all coy and stuff. And of course, since it's a kung fu movie, uh, they fight at the drop of a hat all the time. Nobody ever really gets hurt, but they just do all this, you know, whap 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 whap, you know. And she'll she'll be fighting like tw- uh, you know five or six of them, and then <laughs> that was my karate uh, sneeze. And uh, <laughs> so what you and um. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, like I said, this is more. I could see it if it was like a goddamn. I, I'm serious. I was like, uh, I love Lucy or something like that with kung fu, and so you have uh, also you get into a, a kind of a, a fish out of water concept several times, where they take her to town 
and she sees like all the you know the the modern clothing uh and and uh they try and teach her how to dance they they take her to a party costume party which was just uh, a hilarity ensued with the zaniness yeah and that was uh, i don't i think you missed him but uh, the one that was dressed kind of like he wasn't one of the three musketeers, but that was Gordon Liu wearing the long curly blonde wig and like the kind of like the almost like the naval captain jacket. I um, mean, he had a very skinny little mustache the entire movie because he was one of Charlie's friends uh, that was in his gang. And usually he had a black wig on, but yeah, because that was supposed to be his real hair. And there's a scene that takes place like at the courthouse. Um, he was the Gordon Liu was the guy talking to Lau Carlong there at the at, when they were trying to figure out that whole thing like when they were trying to figure that stuff out at the courthouse. But yeah, there he, were always situations where uh, like thugs would be involved, like guys yeah. that were troublemakers. They'd be like walking through a market or in a party or a bar, and like some 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 troublemaking thugs show up and, and it's like West side story or something like that, but it's funny. They, the way they do the fights and stuff is pretty funny. Um, they, 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 uh, the, the one part where the cops, I thought the cops were pretty funny when they, uh, like said, accused them of being opium smugglers. And like you said, when you said in the one part about how, uh, the guy just had the uh, etchings on the on the pole uh, to say who he was. <laughs> and they believe it. Well, it's like they take him in. They're uh, you know these are opium smugglers. And they said, well, you know, what evidence do you have? We don't have any evidence. We don't have any evidence. Well, what are we going to do? Can't keep him without evidence. You know. Okay. Well, we got to let him go. And so, but it, it's it's um, almost like a goddamn takeoff on a I don't know like an old fifties movie uh, and. Um, now, the the guy that plays the young son, uh, I can't remember what his name was in, real, in the movie. Charlie. Yeah, well, Charlie. I, I, they called him Otto in the subtitles, but I think his he had the American. He yeah. he gave himself an American name, Charlie. He's he's kind of the catalyst that that that, uh, that attraction and everything between him and her, and she knows that she's just like you know she's getting all you know uh, he's flirting in all the right ways. She's the kind of girl that if you go up and try and fight with her and punch her and shit, <laughs> it turns her on. But she's just playing coy the whole time. But then you, like I said, the fish you know out of water are. things. Uh, yeah, you, you know, know how they. Are. Um, there's some girls if you walked up to them and punched them in the arm, you know, they'd punch you back and you and you wouldn't say anything, but it really hurt. And you'd be like, God damn it, that fucking hurt, bitch. But you know, it, you, you know, that's how they show they like you or whatever. And so anyway, I think. Anyway, <laughs> so um, they, the, the, there were some scenes where they got her like uh, one scene where uh, they got her in a more modern outfit. She goes to the store and there's some other. Uh, Chinese girls there, and uh, they are shopping, and they're more modern. Their hair, their clothes, and they look at her, and it's funny because they're like really catty, and they're like looking at each other like bumpkin, you know. Uh, look at her, look at her fucking hair, look, look at her that, clothes. Look at that hayseed. <laughs> yeah, and she's like pressing her nose up against the glass of the of the window window shopping. So they 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 uh, whore her all up, and uh, it was funny because <laughs> she thinks she looks really good. Well, I mean, she was good. She's a good looking chick. Yeah, she was good looking. Um. She has on this dress, which the dress, the, the the clothing that she normally wears is conducive with her fucking uh, crazy. I'll, I'll fight everybody at the drop of a hat lifestyle. But then when <laughs> she puts on these big high heels, she can't even walk in them. And uh, the, and then at one point she has like this stupid blonde wig on a couple of times, which really looks silly. 
But of course, all the all the guys are like, "Ooh, look, a blonde!" Oh, yeah. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> so anyway, she. The, I I thought the the one part was funny where she um, she gets in a fight with, of course, you know, about six Everybody or seven she guys. Meets. And and uh, yeah, and but she has she just instinctively starts fighting. And then realizes that she has this slinky dress on, and every time she kicks her leg up, they're like, "Ooh, kick it higher," you know. And she's, she's trying she to cover nice up legs, and fight. Man. Yeah, well, I mean, you're doing all that shit all the time. She's obviously probably a dancer or a martial art, you know, yeah, all yeah, stuff. Yeah. So anyway, you go through that a lot, um, and they decide that. I thought one thing, you know, when you start watching it and you start to see what it is, you kind of if you if you just kind of go with it and what it is, then you can kind of have fun with it, that it's more zany and everything. And they get together a bunch of the old man's uh, old cronies that like you'd probably see at the mall sitting on a bench, <laughs> drinking Orange Julius and watching people like you know my grandpa used to do. And, um, um, and they get them together. Well, of course, like I said before, in these movies, just about everybody knows fucking kung fu of some kind or another, and even the old cronies had known it before, but they obviously hadn't practiced and they were out of shape. So you have a training montage, which uh. was pretty funny. <laughs> obviously, you didn't think so. Uh, that, that, was, that was my biggest problem with this movie. Like it, it's you didn't like you don't like fun. Well, Hong Kong uh comedy for me just that's it's it's why it's why it's the my biggest problem with Jackie Chan movies it's too silly it is it's it's just i it makes it, it takes me completely out of it i if it weren't for the last 45 minutes minutes of this movie this movie would have been a failure for me i did not get into the first hour plus of this because of the i, I didn't care like like her like them trying to like like uh, make her embarrassed and that kind of thing. Like I was, I, I thought it was stupid. I didn't think it was funny at all. Um, and that was the problem with a lot of it. Like the training sequence was just dumb because. Do it you didn't, think that you would have had a different perspective had you? Um, maybe yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but uh, anyway, what? Yeah, um, they, they, they. Um, I like when he dresses up like a uh, like a military guy and he has his metal helmet on and stuff. Um, and they are going to go and retrieve. I can't even remember what the fuck they were trying to get now. Oh, they well the the deed like the 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 permission saying yeah, that she yeah. was the rightful rightful owner of all the all the second brother's shit. They well they, they have like two occasions of of, of storming. The, the the guy the the bad guys uh, lair because they they go together and the thing was I, I like the one scene where um, when he first meets her and he's showing off these different styles like he goes into like an ollie shuffle like Bruce Lee and he's like this is boxing and then this is this style and this this is this style um, but he obviously even though he's not like a master of fucking kung fu or anything his he has such an eclectic style and he he knows all these different things and not only that but he's just brazen and 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 uh he's just got like a lot of heart and spirit he's willing to go and fight these guys and so she says you know I'll go with you and uh, they had a scene where the, there's like a bunch of booby traps which was kind of it was goo- it was all it's all goofy. Yeah, uh, and he they, gets down and like he's got like a almost like a, an Americanized military, 
uniform with a metal helmet and a and a, like a, a, a little. Uh, he's got like a little he, a little hammer to uh, tie on, yeah. like pound on the ground to look for mines. You know that 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 silly stuff was that I was okay with that. Like as soon as soon as the as soon as the if they come back and try to go and recapture the stuff that's been stolen from them, I it completely saved the movie for me. Yeah, and and like the stupid stuff there, I was completely fine with. Like I thought well, most was, of the fighting before was was done in a silly way, whereas yeah. at the end it was more like you know the shit was going down. Yeah, and like and well, they had some cool villains. Or with uh, the, like, yeah, with the guy, uh, yeah, the guy with the hard guy. body, and like he's like, you got to hit him in his private parts, and she didn't want to do. <laughs> that well, was, it was pretty definitely funny. he. I'll tell you what, out of the whole movie, that guy right there stood out for me more than anybody else in the movie, just because first of all, I mean, you know, anybody that's in, I mean, he was in fucking shape, you know, he's like really muscular and everything, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he had a really distinct uh, um, set of skills or whatever where. Even with a knife, you you couldn't cut him. I've seen like some of the Shaolin demonstrations where they'll take a, a spear or something and put it against a guy's throat, and the guy will just push against it. And I, I'm sure it's some kind of gimmick. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think his name is Tatwacho. But you still had you still no, had no, a no, that wasn't element Maybe there. That What's that? That wasn't him. That was one of the old men, Tatwacho. You still have a, a comedy element there where he's fighting Charlie and Charlie starts to figure him out, which was kind of cool. Like he mm-hmm. would pull the hair under his armpits <laughs> and shit like that. Or, and, and, um, you know, but, but there, there was a lot of different occasions where they'd have like a spear against his back and he'd just push against it. Or, and then a lot of them were, uh, which was, this was really goofy where the, the, he, he would use his stomach and he'd like suck something in and then hold it there. And they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> he'd just go Poom, and he'd pop it back out. Um, they, the the old man thing, they held their own, but they pretty much kind of you lost track of them, and then and then toward the end they kind of kind of burst out. But there, there was a nice effect I thought that uh, that that loud uh, cuts to though is it turns into kind of one on one fights at the end. But every once in a while you'll see kind of a glimpse of a room in the back, and you just see shit still like going yeah. going down in the in the in the back room, which I thought was pretty funny. But I mean, for me. Like I said, I just kind of once I saw what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, right off the bat, as soon as as soon as the um, the uh, Charlie shows up, the young son, you you know you can you can totally tell what it is and what and they do even have, if I remember correctly, it might have just been in my head that they do have some sound effects like yeah yeah shit it, like that. The music at the it 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 because I watched the first half of this last night. The the music and the stuff when they like at the uh, the costume ball and stuff I was like man this is it was like this Benny Hill shit and it wasn't working for me at all yes Benny Hill real a lot yeah I I, I, I could see that totally um, I thought that the chick I liked I like how she played coy and everything she did a really good job of that for what it is mm-hmm. and and you know just even her fighting style and stuff like that it was fun to watch her fight the uh, Charlie. He was just kind of like I said, something that you would see out of like a, a '50s, you know, kind of goofy uh, action comedy thing. Uh, so I mean, but he, I mean, he did a good job. For, I mean, I thought everybody was pretty good, um, but it is something that you know, if if I was totally expecting, like I said, well, well hell, when I saw the fucking name, I thought it was going to be like the Shaw Brothers must have did something that was kind of like. You know, knowing our group, you know one of the one of the had some sex in it or one something. of the keywords on IMDb is actually erotica for some reason. Yeah, 
But uh, but then once I started watching it, I thought it was just going to be like a straight up, you know, fighting movie. And um, you know, okay, now the other one was made in '84, and this one was made in '81. '81, yeah. And I would totally think that the other one, the pole fighter one, was made in like the early '70s, and by the look of it, and this was made in, you know, probably in the '80s. Maybe maybe this was uh, maybe pole fighter was uh, Lau kind of like. Maybe he, you know, saw the writing on the wall. It was his kind of throwback to their their heyday. Where it looked were- really it, to me, it, it just it looked. Maybe it was because it was done more on the the. It looked like it. It totally looked like it was more done just on a soundstage, and it looked cheaper to me. Well, it could it, it could have been a lower budget Low too budget. if they, if they but, were having problems or whatever at the at the studio. Because I don't know when Shaw Brothers closed, but it had to have been around that time. But I could see this movie being like fucking almost like a damn musical. You know, like I yeah. said, like uh, um, uh, West Side Story or something like that. Sure. Where it, 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 instead of like fighting, it's more like dance moves and stuff. The fighting in it's good. Uh, but yeah. like I said, the, for the, the most part, it's done for uh, comedy kind of a thing. And then at the end, it's more like a serious fight. Yeah. And the serious fighting at the end saved this one for me, like I said, because some of the, the com- some, a lot of the comedy stuff at the beginning was not, just didn't work for me at all. And like um, you said before, it's just too damn long. Yeah. And that was it's it, a long it, movie. so much of it is that is the, is them is like, is Charlie and, um, Kara Hui, her her name who her name in the movie I can't remember they just call her auntie the whole time but yeah um them kind of having their argument I mean there's a there's an interesting story to be had in there I don't know if it was executed as well as it could have been because you get the the interesting kind of juxtaposition of her being an elder in you know, in the family, even though she's younger than the guy that she is, you know, she's, she's twice the elder to Charlie, but Charlie's the same age as her. And she's from way out in the country. She doesn't know the ways of the city. Charlie is been to Hong Kong and is all, you know, he's, he's enamored with Western lifestyle. And, uh, so but he's still a fucking goof. He just doesn't know it. He thinks he's, <laughs> Yeah, he's like mimicking well, things. He's still he good, but, he, but and he's still, but he's still, yeah, and he still is like, uh, like he, he's still an amazing martial artist, even though he has like this like funny like silly attitude about it. I like when they were hanging the murals, and he was watching <laughs> her like uh, undress or whatever, and he's yeah. like higher, higher, higher. And the guy's like, I'm already in the ceiling. How much hurt? And just, I mean, you and really Gordon just Luth. have to. Put yourself into a fucking certain mood to watch. Yeah, this. and Gordon Lou's uh, Gordon Lou's fucking a gold wig, and this was really hilarious. Once I realized who it was, and if you look on IMDb, at, uh, I mean on um, on uh, Wikipedia, the post they have on there, Gordon Lou is the one right in the middle with a with a foil. Um, if that's if you if you want to see what he kind of looked like in the movie, so um, but yeah, some of the music and stuff I really didn't really care for all that much. I mean, it took an hour for a cool fight to happen in a kung fu yeah. movie. Um, which, if it was a tight hour and a half, they could, they could have done yeah. the same movie. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They yeah. didn't need to draw it out as long as they did. Uh, yeah, I did laugh. I mean, there's you know, I don't want to I don't want to say that all of it was just terrible. Like Charlie's band, they they were terrible. But you know, seeing one seeing Lou in that in that wig was that one really made me laugh when I realized who it was. I my my note was I just realized skinny stash is Gordon Lou because <laughs> when I saw stash. his face, I was like, well, that fucking oh my god, it is. Um, 
but like the fight at the uh, at the um, the costume ball. I don't know why I keep having trouble saying costume costume ball. The there's two swordsmen are trying to stab this one guy, and the guy does these pelvic thrusts back and forth to avoid them. That kind of stuff I can laugh at that, Man. but some of the big, some of the bigger like the whole stuff in town and stuff of them trying to embarrass her. Ugh, come on, just get it over <laughs> with. <laughs> she did look pretty hot in that like slutty Chinese dress though, with the slits up the side and stuff. Who was uh, uh, not not saying anything one way or another? I was just curious. Who was? Did somebody recommend these or? You know, I can't remember. I, th- I, I, can't I think remember somebody who. did. I just can't remember. Yeah, they did. I mean, um, I know. I know. Davy Mac saw Eight Diagram recently and was just blown away by it. And th- that's one I had seen before. I think I remember. I think um, I'd heard somebody review it. I guess uh, Cinema Diabolica reviewed it. Mm. Like, and I, that's probably where I first heard of it a few years ago. Um, but my young auntie is one that I'd. I'd actually, I, I used to work with a guy who got me into Kung Fu more. And, you know, like you, I watched a lot of uh, Kung Fu theater when I was a kid, but not, uh, you know, I was, I was very young. I didn't, rem- I don't know any actors. I don't remember, you know, anything specific about the plot. Well, usually there. Kung Fu theater wasn't just one, it, it would have like maybe uh, Joe fucking Lewis and and uh, Chuck Norris movies and stuff like yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. It wasn't just all Hong Kong stuff. They would have they would have it on Saturday afternoon and stuff. But yeah. the the you know I don't really remember anything specific about it. But when I got into kung fu more uh, when I got older, it was um, period pieces and it was you know stuff like Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, not stuff with the comedy elements. So I didn't get into Jackie Chan and stuff like that. I got into Shaw Brothers stuff, and I got into the more serious side of things with you know, the sword fighting and the, the kung fu and not with a lot of the other things. But the, the guy that, um, that got me into it when I worked, I worked with him probably, this is probably 10 years ago, um, my young auntie was one he recommended to me several, many times, and it's just one that just eluded me for whatever reason. You know, I, I checked out some of the other more comedic type ones that I've, I ended up liking quite a bit, like uh, Magnificent Butcher and um, Prodigal Son are to come to mind. Those are two um, uh, Sammo Hung movies. Now, he can, he, for me, now, granted, I have seen one now with uh, Meals on Wheels that I didn't really care for all that much. But um, Samo for me, does the does the, the slapsticky stuff better than most. Um, he if, if anybody's going to get a pass for it, it's going to be him. So, But anyway, um, we can get our ratings here for this. Um, yeah, okay, you, 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 you talked first. I don't know. So. Um. I mean, I don't think it was like any kind of a total waste of time. I just, like I said, I thought it was it was a little bit too long. Um, I would probably rate this. Um, it's better than average uh, for me. I would give it like a five seven five. Okay, um, uh, and not it, and that's not like I said. It's just not my type of thing. The sure. one thing uh, I will say this. The uh, I appreciated that they did try and do something different, and that it was like a kind of uh, maybe it wasn't what I expected, and that 
they kind of took it in a different direction so it wasn't it wasn't just two of the exact same kind of movie it was something different and i tried to like open my mind uh, I, it's close to a 6 i'd say a 6 let's say a 6 okay i give it a 6 too because i'll tell you after the first hour of this i was ready to give this thing fucking like 3 yeah i watched um, it in two parts i watched yeah. an hour and then i watched another hour and it it just it really needed to be trimmed down i don't know why it needed to be 2 hours long we could have gotten who you know I realize I, I get that they were trying to establish the characters of Charlie and uh, Auntie, and really, uh, really to an extent, Charlie's dad played, you know, like I said, played by uh, uh, Lau. But I don't know. It just so much of it didn't work for me that once you hit an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, I'm like, fucking a, let's go, you know. Um, so I mean, it's a six for me too because the last part of it I thought was f- fantastic, and I really like the emergence of the of Charlie's dad as a character, Daddy. Or whatever the, his name was in the movie, but it, it would have been better if they would have had a little bit of uh, if they would have had an erotic. It didn't have to go like like a <laughs> porno or anything, but have it have more of a like some sexual. Yeah, you know, yeah, more than they did. It could have less. Could have, yeah, it could have had it. Butt yeah. fucking and you know, <laughs> kung fu style butt fucking. That one guy that you couldn't hurt, like they would like try and his secret weakness would be like they'd like take their thumb like Ernie Ladd and stick it up his butthole and he would just become paralyzed. <laughs> it'd have to make that noise to make the, it'd make the boing, 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 boing noise. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, anyway. I had to add some silver and gold at the end. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so two, uh, two sixes. Let's take a break and come back and do, we got two weeks worth of feed sack. Lots of Justin. Uh, we'll, be <laughs> we'll be right back with the feed sack. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret.
It's actually the seventh. Oh, um, back for some feed sack. That was speaking of Davy Mac. That was his choice this week. Sacagawea. Yes. All right. Isn't he a good old Texas boy? He is. Yeah. From the great state, Lone Star State. Of Austin. No, where's he from? I think he is in Austin. Yeah. Mm. All right. Oh, Houston. What? Paul Bosch territory. Oh. Gino Hernandez. All right. So, let's see. We got a lot of Justins. There's a few other things. Let's play this That's one first. That's the uh, film rave. Yeah. Justin Overholtz or the Cinemasochist. There we go. First feed sack. Who we will be seeing. Hey, yeah, the rest- there you go. <laughs> yes, we will be seeing Justin very soon at the uh, Fan Fest. I keep calling it Fan Fest, but I think it's, it's called uh, Mid-Atlantic Memories, right? Yeah, Legends something or other. Yeah. But I mean, it's in, uh, I can't remember what the date is, but I mean, anybody that's listening, shit. If you're in the area, fucking show up down yeah. there and we'll August, hang out. August 1st through the 4th, Charlotte. Sylvan Gold and Film Rave and uh, the fucking uh, Lightning Zach, Bug. Lightning Bug, Zachajawea. Yeah. So We're all going to be down there with Ken Patera and Raven and Tommy Wildfire. Tommy Wildfire Rich, baby! <laughs> Get crazy in Charlotte, North Carolina, baby! Yeah! I'm fat and toothless. I can't wait to see how fat and toothless he is. <laughs> all right, Sly. Hey, there you go. This is <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Now, you're my pal, Jason Statham, calling in your day, talking about a movie that I read for him, you know? And, uh, fucking people are like, hey, Sly, you know, why are you writing a fucking movie for this people? It's Jason Statham, guy. Why are you starting the movie that you write for yourself? I'm like, whoa, hold on. For what? Jason Statham, this is no fucking meatball. He's my pal, you know? I got his back. And number two, I did originally start writing this movie for me, but as I was writing it, it turned out that the main character was going to be a slightly less muscular guy than me, who was bald and British, you know? <laughs> so who else am I going to put in that role, you know? I could have tried to do it myself, but, you know, I got lots of other things going on. So, you know, I thought I'd throw my foul bone, you know? And, yeah, you know... So we were working out one day, <laughs> and I said, hey, Jason, you know, I got his movie here, brother. It's got a perfect part for you. He's like, yeah, I'll try to do his voice. He's like, yeah, man, it'd be a great other movie. <laughs> you know, and so I decided to give him the script. He fucking loved it, you know. He's been in the greatest action movie, not starring Sylvester Stallone of all time, Crank. You know, yeah. everybody likes the Crank movies, you know, so... It's a no-brainer in one of my movies. I think that this would be the thing that he really, you know, really propels him into the spotlight. You know, he's already been in the greatest action movie of all time. Expendables. And Expendables too. But, you know, he needs to have that push. And I think, you know, with me writing the script and him starring, it's going to be the greatest Jason Statham movie of all time, easily, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I'm sure when it comes out, you'll all go and see it anyway. You love Sly. You love it even when he writes stuff. And you love my pal, Jason Statham. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that one coming out. You know, I can't wait to talk to you some more when that one does finally come out. Uh, uh, um, Statham was the most of the main guy in Expendables 2, right? Or besides Sly? 
Yeah. Okay. I, I hated that movie. I mean, I like Van Damme and um, what's his name, Boyka, but that's about it. I still didn't see it. I I just uh, I, I assumed he was still kind of the main guy. Like him and yeah. Sly were kind of the two main guys. He's okay. Christmas. His name's Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Come on. Stupid. All right. Here we got a we got a and few. I like the first one. I, yeah. We got a few here. All right. What's up, Sylvan Goats? The Cinemaster Chef never holds a car. Best one ever. Ah, oh, that's a perfect. Thanks, Justin. Cinemas- oh wait, we got four more. <laughs> What's up, Sylvan Goats? Cinemaster Chef never holds a Tried to call in a second ago, but got cut off like twenty seconds in. So I don't know if you got that. Now, see, he says he got cut off, but I I, I distinctly heard a. A, a beep, like the sound of a key getting I pressed. Boy. I think he hung himself up. All right, here we go. I'm calling a laugh from Big Lots. Uh, you know, I just uh, came from uh, my local college taking a compass test while I, I should not be in college. Um, uh, basically determining what courses I do and don't have to take and Apparently you can fail it. I thought they said you couldn't, but uh, but I think I did all right. It only took me about an hour, so I'm just wasting time here in Big Lots. I'm going to go visit yeah. some people, some cheap stuff. They get fun in Big Lots. It makes the biggest show in gold, so I might as well call. Uh, I haven't seen Dragon Dynasty discs yet, so cuffs for $3. Oh, cuffs? That, uh, Is that what he said? That's what you're asking. Yeah. Um, Frankenstein oops. Unbound. It's on the corner. That <laughs> uh, just kind of seems like a British film. Hi, hi, Bryn. Actually, I think he did review that. Is he carrying on a conversation with somebody? Wieners with Stephen Thompson us. and Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, I could not spend three dollars on that. I mean, I maybe a cinematic. Is that Andy Muschietti too? <laughs> maybe. And there's a lot of like Daryl Hannon. There's a lot of like Zachary Levi. So there's some people who just didn't make it, and some people who did. I asked what you think somebody was starting a movie called Wieners. Um, it's down. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm not seeing any Dragon Dynasty discs yet. On edge. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Maybe I found one. Maybe I found one. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I did find like the bullet fly. With this is like hanging out with him at fucking Big Lots. <laughs> exactly like it. I hope he doesn't go in there and start taking a shit. I hope he does. I haven't listened to the latest episode yet, so I can't comment on anything. I can comment, however, I have talked to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he is not pleased uh, with how Stallone is responding to him. Uh, however, uh, as his publicist now, or at least his Stallone Gold publicist, uh, he is only going to be calling in to uh, sing praises to Silver and Gold or maybe to combat loafers on or any specific statement that you make. Uh, he is tired of playing this little children's warfare game with Stallone because he's a much better man than that, and he knows that in the real fight he would break his neck once again. Uh, the only response he did want to say, but he cannot right now because he is tied up, and I will speak for Austin, is that uh, Stallone, you make mention that Austin hasn't been in a movie in cinema since The Expendables. Uh, so when's the last time somebody's seen Stone Gold on the big screen? Well, technically, outside of the Expendables movie, when's the last time somebody saw Stallone on the big screen? Oh, sure, his movies go to the big screen, such as Bolton Head, but nobody actually goes. <laughs> I watched a little map uh, there, Stallone. Uh, Damn it, that yeah, means we're so, going to get another freaking... No Dragon Dynasties, it looks. Oh, of over at Wednesday, well, this summer, though. People are kind of giving me a weird look, probably because they think I might actually have an association with Stone Cold, considering I'm wearing a Chris Jericho shirt. Uh, and they're probably curious what motherfuckers mean. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry. All right, well, I'm going to let you guys go. 
What? And I'm going to continue to look for Dragon Dynasty. Yo. Yeah. That was weird. He sent another one right after, so let's see what this is. I guess I should do a follow-up and, uh, yeah, you, you know, discuss what I bought at Good, Big good call. So what I bought at Big Lots was absolutely <laughs> nothing. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't really in there to purchase anything. I'm just in the area. Uh, there was some oak there. Was some place that were kind of curious stuff picking up, you know, after hours. Had some alright choices, but they didn't have any Dragon Dynasty discs. That was the only thing that uh, had they had, I would have actually splurged on since I don't really don't have too much extra income at the moment. Uh, so I still got some time to waste. So I am going to go check out the blockbuster that's in here because apparently we still have one more surviving, and I think it's the only one that's still surviving throughout the rest of. Well, this county anyway. Um, I'd assume it would be closing by now, but if it's not, even if it is, it would be jack shit because uh, the last time a blockbuster closed around me, uh, everything was still extremely expensive. And just to buy, like, a scratched-up copy of, like, you know, some, you know, a Jackie Chan film that's been out since the early, you know, 90s, I think it was, like, don't worry, Mr. Ice Cash, something. I wasn't really planning on buying it. That was by mid-90s. But so you'd think, okay, that was an American release, so yada, yada, bare bones. You think, what, maybe a buck, five cents, oh, five cents, fifty cents or something? Nope, there's still one ten bucks for it, so... Yeah, I don't get that. Went out of business. And that was what the movie? last day it was there, too, so you think everything uh, would... What movie? I mean, the last like, day he's just saying Jackie there, Chan like, movies. One more day so. after that. Everything's still expensive, not, even though so they're liquidating. You think everything would be down to it, I'll to get rid of it, but no, they're greedy fucking assholes. But I'm going to at least look. I know the last time I came in to look, everything was still overpriced, so I'll probably just skip over it. Go to a grocery store, grab something to drink, and they give it... Oh, my God, we got it. We gotta go Taco Bell. Yeah, Big Lots and Taco Bell go together, dude. Don't even call if you're not going to go to Taco Bell. With Big Lots. How much fast food I eat? But it's so devouring. Hey, I thought it was a Taco Bell. Who the fuck wants McDonald's? Gross. I'm thinking about Bell going to Taco Bell right now after <laughs> shit. <laughs> you already shit. I know, but I got. I, 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 I ate, but okay, eat a lot of cereal. Grab something with highly doubt. Raisin bran. Cinnamon rice checks. I got to buy two get one free. Gluten free. So like. 13, 14 bucks. Five bucks. Mm. Oh, I can get so undercover with Miley Cyrus. Well, I could actually get win win. I'm going to get dumb. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to Probably the best deal that they have. So, I'm sitting here to grab something to drink. Maybe get some McDonald's. Maybe. Right, I'm going to let you guys go. Bye. He's letting us go. Praise be to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That means he's never. That means he might never call again. Oh wait, there's more. <laughs> hey, it's the Cinemasters calling in one more time. Uh, just because I'm listening uh, to the latest episode, the High and Low and Loaf and mentioned low. Oh, about Poltergeist, and he wasn't sure what happened to the actress, the the, the young actress. I think it was Heather O'Rourke. At least you know that they are here. Um, Did she die? Yeah, I don't know if anybody else mentioned to you by now. Loaf or probably on the same well. episode, but she unfortunately passed away. Mm. I think shortly before the release of Poltergeist 3, uh, there's this whole Poltergeist curse that uh, I remember, like, I think it was like it's one of the usual Hollywood stories they did on that and The Exorcist, where a lot of people um, that were involved in the production, like, shit was going down. Like, I know the one. One of them uh, turned the into a big drunk teenage yeah. asshole. <laughs> in the first film, I believe, That's a couple of months or a year after that, was murdered by her boyfriend or maybe in an accident. <laughs> I forget what it was. Um, there's a lot of crew members that, you know, were killed or seriously injured on set. Uh, one of the people from the sequels, I think it was the second one, actually, you know, you know, wasn't Indian. He was in all that kind of, uh, you know, doing that magic stuff. 
that sounded really racist, but you get where I'm going with that. What? And uh, apparently, yeah, she said in the basement, one of the sets that they had was like severely haunted, and you know they weren't happy with you know I guess filming on their burial ground or some bullshit. Let's um, obviously take it what you want, whether or not you believe it. I'm forced, but you know nope. it could just be coincidental. But a lot of the cast members, you know, like I said, I think uh, maybe one or two of the other ones died. Um, Craig T. Nelson had to spend the rest of his life as Craig T. Nelson. So, you know, it was pretty effective on a lot <laughs> of people. Go. But, uh, so unfortunately, she did pass away. So we don't know if she, you know, would have, you know, become a really successful actress. Maybe, you know, filled in some areas and then dropped out. Maybe yeah. went to college and did something useful. Like maybe she a Marvel ride those coattails like, and hey, just you know, sucked. I'm kind of tired of this bullshit yeah. and did something else. We'll never know because she did not make it past, um, whatever age she was. I don't think she even made it to 12, did she? Yeah, she was. Right, well, uh, I'll let you guys deal. Bye bye. I don't know. Do you know how she died? I don't even know. I didn't even know she died, obviously. Nobody knows. Nobody. She just disappeared. They showed up dead. We didn't, they didn't have proper medicine back in 1989 to really tell what happened, I guess. <sighs> guess what? One more. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, fuck. I thought it's it was Justin. Downtown Steve Austin. <laughs> now, you listen to the voicemails, my little bitchy assistant. Justin, right? You'll know that I'm not calling in to talk about well, at least Sylvester Bitch Stallone anymore because I'm deciding to put that behind me. He's going to take care of that. So I'm not calling in about that. I want to call in because on one of these latest episodes, Jason Statham called me out. And i got to be honest, Stone Cold Steve Austin was kind of confused. And I think that Jason Statham might have been a bit confused too because he misinterpreted Stone Cold's last four smell. You see, I was praising you, Stace. I said I liked you and Parker. I liked your movies. Parker kicked ass. It kicked a hell of a lot of more ass than Bull to the head. I don't even say he might kick a bit more ass than the last stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What? That's, that's how you pronounce Schwarzenegger. I go blah at the end. If you're wondering what Stone Cold just did. Oh, okay. You see, Stone Cold enjoyed spending time with you on The Expendables, and he would love to do a movie with you, Stay sometime, but he understands you, just like Stone Cold, a little busy, have a lot of projects coming your way. So I just want to clear the air and say to me and you, we're cool. But if you want to throw down and Stone Cold Steven Austin will open up a can of whip ass on you. But it's not going to be like when Stone Cold took on The Rock and there was some vendetta, or when Stone Cold and Stallone will break Stallone's neck. It'll be more like when Stallone, when Stone Cold wrestles, um, Mick Foley, me and Mick Foley, we, we get along better, uh, you know, and when me and Mick, we fought, it was like a battle between two brothers, that's what it would be like, we whip each other's asses, but we mean well, and we shake some hands, and we drink some bears afterwards, and before I go loaf, I know you've been having problems with customers and some assholes, that's your job, we just do what Stone Cold Steve Austin does, when somebody runs their mouth and gives you a problem, you hit them with a stunner. Oh, yeah. What's that? <laughs> it's a stunner. <laughs> was that like Stallone's? Ugh. Uh, that'll be his new catch thing. I hope so. God, that would yeah. be awesome if he calls in every week now and does that at the end. That'd be great. I don't think he'll call in every week. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Bernie Sticky. Um, how you doing? Stay. Uh, I had a day off work today, and uh, I've been having a look around some uh, charity shops, or thrift stores, as I believe you would call them. 
uh, and I bought a couple of movies. I bought two films for a pound each, and uh, it's a bargain, I think. That's like 14 cents. Uh, I got a movie called Tough and Deadly featuring yeah. Gordon Piper and Billy Blanks. <laughs> yes, well, that now, one rules. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys did this a while back, uh, or maybe it was The Gentleman. Actually, I think it might have been The Gentleman. Uh, if not this movie, they certainly did one which featured uh, Blanks and Piper. Um, really? But it, it's good. It's a lot of fun. I just finished watching it. Uh, awful lot of denim in this film. Um, a lot of those kind of like high-waisted jeans. Nice. Uh, both Piper and Blanks uh, sport those quite a lot. Uh, Roddy Piper's got the uh, the denim shirt. He didn't have the gut in there. He's got a like, different he color ripped, one. He's man. got a nice red one. A green one and a, uh, I guess you'd call it torp or sand. Uh, either way, nice. And um, Piper wears a lot of uh, like really tight V-neck shirts, which really show off the uh, the tough tits. Um, but it's good. It's like I say, it's a lot of fun. There's an awful lot of fighting in it, uh, which is good because you know I'm not watching it for the the sparkling dialogue or social commentary or anything. Um, but I'd, I'd recommend it if you want some cheap ass action. Um, you know, Piper is uh, really uh, quite a likable dude, and Blanks is fucking ripped, and he uh, kicks some ass. Not the best actor in the world, but uh, oh, he's, he's a, got he's a really a nice haircut. Cardboard and, uh, box. Seems like a nice chap. <laughs> uh, so yeah, tough and deadly. I would uh, recommend it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I also picked up a uh, Cynthia Rothrock movie, which uh, I've not watched yet. Sworn to Justice. I haven't seen that. Um, Mikey? She's a sexy psychologist in this, which sounds yeah. pretty good. Um, and uh, she seems to develop some unusual psychic abilities after being hit in the head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, dude, nice. I'm sold. That sounds pretty awesome to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe I'll call you up and tell you what that one's like. You know, you probably don't give a shit anyway. You're probably yeah. talking over me as I'm saying this, or like reading the book, or um, looking at nudie pictures on the internet or something. Uh, so, uh, there you go. Uh, I hope you guys are well. Um, I quite enjoyed the show. Uh, and uh, I guess I don't quite enjoy it. I fucking love it. I love you guys. Oh. I wish I could hang out with you like nom, uh, nom, buddies nom. and go out and... Um, you know, do whatever it is you do. Eat tacos. Go to drive-thrus. We don't have drive-thrus in the UK. We don't really have tacos either. What? Um, so next time you're at a drive-thru eating a taco, think of me, guys. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. I'll think of him as I'm sitting in the Big Lots parking lot eating a taco. You ever have a cop pull in beside you and say, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Because no. you hang out there all the time? I'll tell you, uh, the, the cops are in, uh, in this town don't have a lot to do, so they don't really do much. <laughs> it's very white here. It's very, it's very boring and bland. And, uh, and You know what? What? Think about what you just said. What did I just say? I'm not even going to say anything because it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very of, white here. It's very boring. The cops don't have anything. It is. It, well, it sounds kind of racist, what you just said there. Hey, cop, cops cops target minorities. We all, we, we all yeah, know this. Yeah, that's here. true. And hipsters. Yeah. Well, well no. The, um, I, don't, I don't know. We did, I did uh, the one Piper movie. So I'm trying to think of the Piper movies that have been on Gentleman's Guide. You got... You got the the one with Sonny Chiba, Mortal Kombat, and you got the one that Will and I did, the um, uh, Terminal Rush. That was Piper and um, Don the Dragon Wilson. 
then they did a Billy Blanks movie a couple months ago with Carl Bresden. Uh, I don't think I don't know if they've done any of the the we, well maybe we'll need to scoop them maybe we need to do a Piper Blanks double double. Oh God. <laughs> uh, Whatever. <laughs> we got one. We got one more. I I convinced uh, Demise to call in last night. I think she might Yay. have a little bit been a little bit tipsy. Here we go. Yeah. Hello, this is Demise. I was told drunk call. Here's my son. Sup, bags. My son says, what's up? Bags, which is not appropriate, but he knows that because that's okay. Uh, drunk dog, love you guys. I know I don't follow up like I should be, but I adore you guys because you're a great podcast. Anyhow, and who? Love you. Bye. No fags. I love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, that was she was quality. That uh, that wasn't exactly quantity, but it was quality. She was she was talking and like typing in all caps last night. She was a mess, so it was yeah. pretty funny. She dropped her Nothing laptop too. That. Hope it's better. Can't listen to our show if you break your laptop. Maybe you can. Yeah, I saw that. She dropped. <laughs> <laughs> she probably had it all on the back porch. She's a back was porch speaker, I think. I don't know what she has, honestly. I don't know what she uses. Um, and that's it for the feed sack. Um, so I don't have the movies up. So we're gonna we're we're rewinding a little bit and we're going to cover the two films previously announced before we changed up in the middle of the week and did the Klaus <laughs> the, and Max. Yes, the Klaus uh, Klaus and Max double. Um, let me get the name of those again um because i've just forgotten crazy klaus and yes. mad, max. mad max we're gonna do the creature with the blue hand and um night the night visitor uh, have you ever heard max of Lonsido. somebody sitting on their hand till it goes numb and then jacking off so it'll feel like somebody else is doing it i don't think that really works uh, one of my this guy I work with said that he used to do that. You can't. But it really, might have just been a joke. I couldn't think. I can't. I think if your hand was all the way asleep, you wouldn't be able to like get a good grip. I, I can't. You can't even unzip your damn pants if your hands are <laughs> too cold or too numb. So yeah, I've we're done that fishing. We're gonna do the uh, coming from the nut house double next week with the uh, creature with the blue hand, um, and uh, the night visitor. So everything kind of got pushed back a week or two now. So. We'll get it all sorted out. And we're coming up on uh, episode 100, so we probably need to put a, like, a little poll somewhere and figure out which Silva and which uh, Gold movie we're going to cover So yeah. for episode 100. Or maybe we'll just end the show at 99 and say, fuck everybody. Um, let's see. It's time, for, it's time for bed. Well, it's time for shower. Well, I went to the beach today, and my mustache still tastes like salt water. It's pretty awesome, but I need to wash I that I bet up. you went to the beach, and your mustache tastes like salt water. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so, Babies with mustaches are fucking funny. There's a there's a funny ad now for <laughs> on with uh, uh, Moe's. They do you have Moe's there, the burrito place? Nah, I don't um, know what they have a little board behind their their counter, and it says like, uh, "Are you worried about hormones in your chicken?" And there's a baby with a full beard. On the <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Anyway, um, so yeah. <laughs> Max and uh, Max and Klaus next week as um do you have anything else tonight sir? I don't have anything. Me Nothing either. to give. Bedtime. I'm gone. Rest in peace, Lao Carlong. Until next week. This is Loaf. Oot. Zom. Oot. Bye. <laughs>